Hi, Vesaguda. Are you from China or have Chinese descent? How about boatloads of money? Preferably female? If so, listen and close your eyes. Imagine a dating profile of an Asian male, enthusiastic about Chinese culture, recent graduate <laughs> of U of A, loves a volleyball and animals, uh, a kid self, a kind, selfless person, ready to sell his green card. That's right. We are talking about Butch, as we did a player profile series on him last week. Tune in and learn about our good friend Butch. He's uh ready in the in the game and um if you need a green card guys this is the one yeah he wants a sugar mama he's ready yeah unfortunately um i know we have a lot of japanese viewers recently he's uh very specific on uh yeah so uh yeah. sorry you're not his type yeah sorry you weebs <laughs> uh anyways t- uh this is the jv show this is jorge and this is viv and uh this week we're just gonna do a more chilled podcast it's just me and viv this week uh-huh. We've um, been really busy, and um, oh yeah, part of my voice. I'm kind of losing my voice. So. Dying here. It's been a busy week. I'm losing my voice, but we're here. <laughs> yep. You guys, uh, have you, is is there a fetish for people with shitty voice, or like dying voice, or like sick voice? You know what I mean? I'm sure there's um, a fetish for everything. It sounds kind of bad if you say someone's dying or they're not losing dying, their voice. It's like, not really a raspy voice, but you know how like when someone's voice is dying, it's a little bit like. I don't know. It's kind of like a it bad mic. It's like they... Mm, maybe. Mm. Well, if you are tuning maybe in, Maybe it's like those people... <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like those people that like those like, ooh, voices. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not really like that right now. More like, <clears throat> I don't know. Like cu- uh, coming over a cold voice. Yeah, kind of sounds like it. Yeah. Anyways, Viv, how was your week this week? It's been busy as fuck. But... Hmm. Um, last time we talked was last Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, did you see all the stuff about the James Webb telescope? Uh, I heard about it. I didn't actually see the pictures. I can pull up right here. It's pretty fucking awesome. Let's go. I was okay. So we'll probably go on a couple of tangents today. Let's see. James Webb telescope pictures. Let's see, eleven hours ago. That's probably the best. Yes. So I I saw some brief stuff where it's like they compare with and without the telescope and how much more intense like the stars are and stuff like that. Is that about right? Yeah. Like you can see it in with uh much more depth, and uh, how do I say it? Like clarity, I guess. Yeah, they spent. Oh geez, wow, it's pretty intense. <laughs> it's like it's so nice, hey. Yeah, it's like. The whole zoom and enhance thing? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Because it's an infrared telescope. I like this one. They this spent like 25 years or something building it. So it's been a long time coming. Yeah. So there's a picture of the Carina Nebula. Carina, C-A-R-I-N-A. Mm-hmm. It looks really cool. It looks like it's mountains and stuff, but in the sky. Yeah. What's really cool is that it can see like 14 billion light years away. So everything that we're seeing right now, even though it's in like really high definition, because of the infrared, that because infrared light can pass through all the dust and light pollution, it's four, around 14 billion light years away. So everything that we're seeing probably doesn't exist right now. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like... Uh, it's fucking wild. Well, I mean, I feel like 
people who don't know much about these type of things it's insane because it's like a glimpse into the past yeah like you're literally looking in, you're it's like a time machine like our yeah. eyes are literally looking through this lens that's going in back in time yeah we're looking at what these certain specific areas of space looks like 14 billion years ago or it's all an illusion guys yeah <laughs> so. or it's an all yeah it's, it's all a simulation but it's really cool it's very pretty and the thing is that this is just a speck in the sky so all these photos seem really grand really big but it's just a tiny little portion of the sky that we see literally by the time the light gets to us like civilizations could have already been created and died out there yeah and all the little dots that you see in the picture like all the little stars they're whole galaxies and solar systems pretty cool I mean, I so I didn't really look into that recently, but recently I looked into um, AI art. <coughs> so pretty much what that is, is you take a bunch of text and then the AI draws a picture for you. And yeah. some of it looks pretty, pretty dope. Pretty insane. I, must I saw say. something on TikTok about it. it. Some of it looks scary. Yeah. Some of it looks crazy scary. Like um, somebody asked their AI to draw a picture of what like hell looks like. And it looks... Like hell? Pretty accurate to what you would imagine hell to look like if you were I, well, have some chippy image. I I mean the developed. Im, the input of the data is from us, right? So like yeah. if you if I assume what they know what hell is is just from a lot of other people's pictures and depiction of hell, right? So they take that and they make their own version of it. But I mean some of this shit looks really intense. Um there's some like Van Gogh ones and stuff. Pretty much I think what you do is you like, you know, have subjects and objects and stuff. And then at the end, you can even choose an art style. So, like, it'll be, like, realistic or it could be, like, mm-hmm. cartoon or it could be, like, Van Gogh art style. It looks really sick. I mean, like... It looks like really good wallpaper. Well, it's, like, uh, creativity on steroids, right? Yeah. It feels like, so that's pretty cool. This one looks sick. Oaks and Lightnings. Oh, yeah. Look um, but, yeah. No, I didn't look into that, but I looked into a lot of AI um, art. Very that's interesting. Cool. Yep. Yeah, that that was something that was. So whenever we do these um, weekly recaps, <coughs> I always look on my calendar, and then that the James Webb Space Telescope image release was on my calendar. So I just wanted to mention that. Um. Yeah. This on Tuesday is Tuesdays are usually my busiest days, so nothing new. It's just work. Did my project work and did my program. It worked out on. Wednesday, I had to go over to the bride's party for this upcoming wedding that I had just this past Saturday, and I we did hair and make we did a hair and makeup trial, which I was doing her hair and makeup, and then afterwards I just hung out with the bride and the groom. And how we, does that take to do hair and makeup typically? Um, we planned it for two hours for both of them. Is that usually how long it'll take? I would say so. Usually they spend more time on the makeup, but the bride doesn't want a lot of makeup on her face. Mm. She usually never wears makeup, so the makeup portion was really quick. And then she has a huge head of hair. Like, she has the thickest hair I've ever seen in my life. Like, she has so much hair. So much hair. So, hair took majority of the time. Um, I mean, is it uncomfortable just sitting there, someone doing your thing, or you just watch a video or something? Or what do you do the whole time? I mean, we like chatted and we were just talking about the <coughs> wedding, hanging out. Mm. I think it's like hanging out with somebody. That's true. Yeah. And then on 
Thursday, I had volleyball. That felt like shit. Why? Because on... Oh. Go on. Oh, wait. Last week. Because <coughs> on Sunday, we went to... Or on Sunday, I went to Calgary to see Elenium. Yep. I don't think we mentioned that last week. Yeah, we did. Oh, we did. It was a Tuesday. The podcast was right. Tuesday. Okay, so we, yeah, we went to... I went to Elenium. That was a lot of fun, but on Thursday I was kind of feeling it, feeling more of the um come down. Ooh, okay. On Sunday, down. for people who's uh, familiar with drugs, the come down. <laughs> and it felt really bad. Like I woke up from a nap after work, and it felt, I felt really empty and tired. Whoa. And then so when I got to volleyball, I was trying to act normal and be happy and everything, but then it was really affecting me. So and what? it was so hot too that day. Were you like tilted or something like the game? No, I wasn't tilted. Like I just wasn't really into not, it. Not motivated to do much. Yeah, right? like not motivated. Not like, motivated, and I kept fucking up. Yeah, so like your intensity wasn't there. You wanted yeah. to, oh, I see. I mean, it was hot. It was pretty cool. One of our teammates was like popping off. Oh really? Like nice. um, tall curly hair guy. He was like popping off. No idea who that is, but M four. Oh really? Yeah. Dad. He was doing so well. Nice. He was so cool. Proud of him. He's like the ideal body archetype for volleyball, I feel like. He's like tall and lanky. I, feel I don't like. think he's lanky. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like all the like top volleyball players, they're not really like that muscular. But oh, they're yeah. Very, they're like, like, s- like and tall slender, and more and slender. Yeah. They know how to like whip their body. That's yeah. how they generate all the force. I feel like he's like a very ideal. Definitely popping off. Nice. And then I went home and I was doing the speech for the wedding. Oh, you do a speech for it? Yeah. Oh, how annoying. I was trying to channel my inner Toastmaster skills for it. But yeah, I was writing the speech, doing some project work. How did you feel it went? Like, for me, I've only, I had a speech for my brother's wedding. Apparently it was good. From Yeah, apparently mine was good, but I think it was meh. Yeah, yeah, me too. I felt like I missed some parts. And for my sisters, I had to ordain her wedding. Oh shit! So like I did the whole thing. Like there's a whole script that the government gives you. Be like, hey, if you don't know what to say, yeah. these are the exact same things to say. But then I obviously had to add my own stuff throughout. Um, so I did that. But yeah, I was not prepared for sure. I mean, like I could have been way more prepared, <laughs> but I was kind of like, I was voluntold, so I was like, fuck. Yeah, it was kind of hard to write a speech because I wanted to like pinpoint. Because when you write a speech about the bride and groom, you kind of want to pinpoint specific memories, right? Yeah. And then it's even better if you have memories of with the two of them. But I actually haven't hung out much with the bride and groom together. Mm, so you have separately. Like one side of it? <laughs> yeah, so I have more one side of it. Mm. And then the sides that I have aren't, like the memories that I have aren't really memories that you would put in a speech. Yeah. Like me me and the bride like call each other and we talk about like drama. Or we like talk about Ooh, drama or like we talk about like, shit. yeah, or like how to do things in life. So it's kind of hard to like, tell a big story about saying like oh my god so how do you make this how do you make this how do you bake this oh my god so i made this the other day or oh my god did you see this or did you know this happened like can't really tell that in a story you know yeah or like the groom um the funniest moments i have of him are when we get high together but then the i don't i don't think the bride knows that the groom gets high (laughs) Oh really? So I couldn't. Such a major thing to know about. Yeah, I think they just like don't talk about it. So like I couldn't even tell the story. So 
the story that I added in the speech was that I was like, I thought you were really reserved and quiet until we went on a trip with a group of our friends and we decided to go on a McDonald's quote unquote run at like some ungodly hour of the night Mm -hmm. to get your wife McDonald's, even though she didn't even ask for any. We're like, well, we're so adamant on getting you McDonald's right now. We'll get you McDonald's because we needed like an excuse to leave. Yeah. And but then we really just wanted to leave to go get high. Right, right. So in the speech, I was just like, I knew you. I thought you were quiet and reserved until that one trip. And when we decided to go to Mc, go to McDonald's and get the get the bride McDonald's, even though she didn't even ask for McDonald's. Yeah. And then I remember when I was telling that part of the speech, the groom was looking at me and he like looked at some of the other friends that were there and they all looked at me like, "Are you gonna spill? <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna snitch? <laughs> yeah, are you gonna snitch?" And I was like, "Yeah, that was a really good time. I didn't know that a trip to McDonald's would lend that much laughter and that much chaos." But that's all I could say. Kind of ox, but you know. Yeah. So and then on Friday we had the wedding rehearsal. What happens in rehearsal? They just run through everything. Yeah, we went to like the venue, ran through everything, like who's walking where, what's the timing of everything, how the day is gonna go, basically, help set up some of the tables, some of the stuff, and then afterwards we all. Went back to the bride and groom's house and just hung out and partied. The night before the party? Yeah. Damn. Like the bridal party. And then, oh yeah, before that, before the rehearsal, I had to go to the airport to pick up my cousin. Because my cousin was also invited to the wedding. Oh, nice. From Vancouver. And then, yeah, Saturday was the wedding. I woke up at 6 a.m. to go over to the bride's house to do the bride's hair and makeup. And then all my aunts... All, all my aunties, because the bride's my cousin, yeah. all the aunties and some of my cousins, some of the other girls wanted me to do their hair and makeup too. So I was the only one that needed to wake up that early to get everyone's hair and makeup done before mm. everyone else showed up. And it was so stressful. I wasn't even ready myself. And then when everyone was ready, there everyone was like, all right, everyone's ready. We're ready. Let's get it. Let's, Let's get go. this going. And I was like, bitch, I'm not ready. I need like 15 minutes. Just give me 15 minutes. Damn so stressful but it was a lot of fun a lot a lot of fun the wedding was at u of a actually i didn't know that they had a venue upstairs in sub did you know that the The dinwoody lounge the dinwoody lounge sounds very familiar i feel like i've been there once before for some engineering event yeah let me google it up dinwoody yeah it looks very familiar um but i probably only been there once or twice Oh, it's actually really nice. Like when I saw the photos of the place when the bride was picking out a venue, I thought it kind of looked a little bit dim. Yeah. But it was actually very pretty. Like the lights that they have strung on the ceiling. Yeah. Makes the whole place look really, really nice. And I think the photos don't really give it enough justice because it looks like it makes it kind of look like the ceilings are really low. If you look up the Dinwoody Lounge um, pictures. (laughs) That's actually really nice. Nice. And we drank a lot. Had a lot of mutual friends there. Wait, it was um, was this <coughs> both the ceremony and reception at the same place? Oh, the ceremony was outside of sub. It was right outside the sub atrium. Outside sub. It was really fucking hot. Losers, school sucks. <laughs> I mean, I feel like always last day of school, I'm always like. Never come back to this place, but uh, always find a way back. Somehow, some way. 
And yeah, so the wedding went really well. It was a lot of fun. We drank a lot. We ended up going around two and then the rally afterwards and then to steel wheels. Well, it was a lot of fun. I turned the um, dance floor into a karaoke thing, but like just for me. Mm. <laughs> no one else really wanted to. Fuck. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and I woke up this morning. We had lunch with some of my cousins since I'm like, my cousins are in town. Wait, what time did you just go to sleep? I got home around like 3.30 a.m. Oh, fuck. So you woke up at 6 a.m. that day, and you didn't get home till 3.30 a.m.? And I, my mom woke me up at 11 because my cousins were over to have lunch with us before they flew back out. Oh. Yeah, and then we had lunch, hung out with some of my cousins, some of my nieces and nephews, and then I went over to the bride and groom's house because a, a lot of the wedding party was just, like, coming and going, picking up a lot of their stuff that we, yeah. like, left over, helping clean up, do things. Wow, so kind of you, fuck. And then I hung out there until I came here. And that was my day. And that was my week. Damn. That sounds very busy. Yeah, it was very busy. I really feel like I need like a week off of life to recover. It's like uh, either from like a busy week like that or like a week of vacation. You need like a vacation after your vacation. Yeah. A vacation after an event like that. You definitely need to recover. How was your week? Uh, it was pretty It was pretty good. Uh, so I started my new job. It's pretty good. I'm learning quite a bit. Um, they're giving me a lot of like time and space to like kind of learn some of the things on my own. And then I'm, my um, my boss is really nice. So that's good. Um, so yeah, it's good. I get, I think I've said this before, I get every other Friday off just because we have uh, longer working days. Ooh. So because of that, uh, I got this Friday off. Friday, I just did a bunch of errands. I did a double workout day, which was pretty exhausting. So I like oh yoga. God. Yeah, I had yoga in the morning and then work on the evening. That's really nice, though. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, so for me, usually in the summer, what I tend to do is the heat sucks. Uh, mm-hmm. Sucks for a lot of people. I think a lot of people nowadays are just getting AC. Uh, I live in poverty still, so <laughs> I don't. Uh, I stay in the basement, so it's actually relatively cool down here. It's usually at least a solid five degrees cooler down here than outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually try to spend my time in the summer at either the office or at the gym because there's always AC there, mm-hmm. which is pretty nice. Um, and then that same Friday, Joyce did her cake lesson at Duchess. Oh, how was it? Uh, she said she liked it a lot. Um, it was fun. So on Saturday, she brought me half the cake so I can eat it. Oh, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I've never had the Duchess cake, like the Duchess Duchess cake. <clears throat> yeah, it's really dense and chocolatey. I thought it wasn't chocolate at all. Here, it's um. There's that green thing. Oh, oh wait, no, it's the marzipan one. Yeah, whatever. The that's pistachio called. and. It's this one. Uh, if you guys just search the Duchess cake, it's the green one. Uh, it's pretty good actually. She was telling me they use something else instead of like fondant for the top layer, which I enjoyed. <laughs> marzipan. Like, I'm not a fucking idea. Chiffon, chiffon cake, something, 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 something. I don't know. Um, but it was good. I liked it nice. a lot. Nice. And then we just chilled. Uh, so me and Joyce just chilled that day. We went to the WEM. There was some like Filipino cultural thing where they were like selling stuff. We just swung by, took a look at that. And then for the most part, we just like watched some random movies at home and just had a nice relaxing day, which I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, that sounds like heaven on earth. Well, I'm trying to catch up with all the fucking Marvel stuff. So last week I just watched Spider-Man. What the fuck? Yeah. And then this week I just watched Eternals. Um, what did you think of Eternals I actually liked it so like I think there was bad reviews of it 
for, for, for some reason. But I actually thought it was like it was a pretty decent story. Like, yeah, I, I thought it was meh. Yeah, like I thought it was. I was like, I know it's hard to like develop so many characters if you have like that many. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I actually kind of like the story. It was kind of cool. Um, and then I actually didn't like Spider Man. Yeah, that's a weird part. Spider Man Homecoming. The or No Way Home. No Way Home. Right? Yeah, sure. The <gasps> one where the other Spider Mans came. You didn't like it. Okay, so the reason I didn't like it is that okay, this is this is kind of my thought process through the whole uh, MCU universe thing. So Spider Man was, I think, I believe he was one of the ones that got like disappeared by Thanos, right? Mm -hmm. And then he got brought back, and then he got brought back. He did a bunch of stuff with Marvels. He did his own thing with um that dude the the cloud dude the the mysterio guy mm. so like a lot of shit's happened in his life right yeah and he knows how like consequent he should know at this point at th- at the third movie he should know how major consequences can be i i, oh, yeah, I he had to like a child like yeah i know i know like i know he's still a child he's only 17 i'm like yeah he's 17 that like went through shit right yeah like he should know that you don't fuck with these things and then the like the cause of all this issue was from him fucking with something that I felt like was so juvenile. Oh, I definitely agree. I didn't like that. I, yeah, I yeah, agree with that yeah. part. I, I didn't like so, that part. So I thought like that was that portion of it was very, um, very plot hole for me. Oh, right? makes sense. And then the second portion of, um, and I, I will probably get shit on for having this opinion, but the second portion of him not actually listening to Dog Strange after he, like... Oh, okay, spoiler alert, everyone. After he, like, <laughs> you know, got the people from yeah. the other dimension stuff, and, like, because he didn't listen to him and then shit got even worse, it's kind of like, why do you think... Or why are you so arrogant to think that you know more than someone else that's been doing this for longer than you? I agree. Right? So for me, again, it goes back to, like, him being so juvenile, which, again, to me is a plot hole because, like, how can someone who went through literally being disappeared from Thanos, knowing how major consequences can be, and then still doing something so juvenile and then making a mistake and then leaning into that mistake even more and making further, like, stuff like that only because what? Like, because, you know, oh, yeah, you know, it's... I really want to. I have to. Yeah, so for me, I felt like it was a plot hole. So, like, for like a lot of the MCU movies, I always think about it, like, what would actually happen in real life? Like, if this was a real scenario, yeah. would this make sense? And, like, for the most part, a lot of it made sense. Like, Black Panther made sense. A lot of the Thor portion made sense. A lot of the MCU movies really made sense if this was real, right? But if Peter Parker was a true child that went through these type of things, I feel like he'd mature a lot more than oh. he was in the movie, right? I agree. But I, I know it's like, I, I assume, you know, maybe for the audience that isn't like me, this is probably a great movie and stuff. Um, but that's why I was like, oh, I feel like there's so many plot holes in this movie and shit. It just didn't feel right. I agree. I, I like one of the biggest things that I don't like about like dramas and shows is that if the big if the conflict was started from them just not communicating well, yeah. Like, so I'm not telling them something. Someone's like, don't tell them, or I don't feel like telling them, and then the whole like problem of the show happens from just bad communication just just lack of clarification right? yeah and then just lack of understanding i don't know like i feel like the reason why all this drama doesn't actually happen in real life is that that stuff usually doesn't happen right? yeah like all these like he said she said bullshit all the high school drama stuff doesn't actually happen in real life yeah. because one no one cares enough but two like i think people are 
try to be more clear and they understand the issue. Yeah, it's like those moments when you're watching the show and you're like, just fucking tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hate those. I hate those. So, like, that's the other reason why I kind of hate watching shows with, like, kids in them because yeah. it throws, like, a wild card into the logic of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like it almost gives um, writers and producers an excuse to do something illogical because they oh. said, oh, because a kid did it. But I was like... Uh, I, I like, yeah okay yeah whatever but that's just kind of dumb I was like uh, I don't know if that's a good excuse to fuck up the show kind of thing yeah yeah I also I agree like at the beginning of the movie when he just really wanted Doctor Strange to listen to him like you're acting like a child yeah I mean um, like it it, it it doesn't yeah it definitely doesn't make sense how he was so adamant on his way yeah and it was actually also weird too because uh Again, going back to like Doctor Strange knowing what he does know, I don't even know why he would even agree to help, too. Right? right? Like him knowing the consequences of time and all this stuff, like I feel like he normally wouldn't yeah. even agree to this, right? Yeah. So. It would have been like Doctor Strange is so powerful. I don't know why he even like gave in a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or like why he couldn't just stop Peter Parker harder. Yeah. Like when he took when he took the thing. Like, just take it back. Like, you know you can take it back. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing is, is, it's also like, um, you ever watch, like, drama shows where it's like, for example, there's this thing or a line you can't cross and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in real life, we wouldn't even get even near that line. Yeah. But in dramas and all these shows, they'll be like, within a meter and some accident happens and the person falls <laughs> through and shit. And it's like, dude, in real, it's it's, it's almost like, um, and it happens in real life, which kind of makes me sad. But it's like, if there's a cliff, you shouldn't stand right on yeah. the edge of the cliff to take a picture. I know it's cool and daring, but you shouldn't. And then, you know, people die from doing that. Yeah. Right? But it's kind of like, that's literally how some of these dramas are started. But in my mind, in my conservative mind, I'm like, dude, in reality, that's never going to happen. Like, it's yeah. just not a realistic thing. Right. So, yeah, I wasn't too happy with that. But um, that, I, I really liked how they touched, they used the uh, Marvel Universe thing to... Yeah introduce or like say why there's different spider-mans throughout the series it's kind of like a really nice way to wrap up their the faults in casting spider-man over the years yeah it's it's kind of like um them being able to it's almost like letting our the audience go through a decade and a half journey Mm -hmm. right so like the kids probably have never watched those old ones right but like we know how important those old ones were and how each one was different from each other right like i've watched all the spider-mans ever since i was a kid right and i thought they were great movies um but yeah like i don't know i've, I've always liked the toby mcguire one because it was the og one and stuff oh, yeah. Yeah. but yeah so i'm trying to get through the rest of it i think doctor strange is now on disney plus so i can watch it Thanks. but some people told me i have to watch one division first or something i was like fuck i don't know about look, look up all the shows in chronological order i don't know if um like there's so many tv shows now but yeah loki you should watch loki and wandavision for sure okay like i know they're good shows so like that's probably the good reason why but like have you seen so i just briefly saw a picture of like mcu phase four or some shit there's the falcon winter soldier Mm-hmm. There's One Division. There's Loki. There's Miss Marvel. Have you watched Miss Marvel? I haven't watched one. That's going on right now, isn't it? Yeah. There's Hawkeye. I think that, that was already done. Up, right? There's She Hulk. That one's not out yet. She's a the Green Lawyer lady, right? Yeah. Dude, there's so many. I was like, I don't know if I can watch all these. I have a, such a big backlog of shows. Yeah, me too. I was. Oh, speaking of Butch from last week, I was literally telling him how my my show list is just increasing because i just don't have time to watch any of the shows but i just keep adding shit to watch 
I, I feel like I have to like give up on things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, for example, I haven't started Stranger Things this newest season. Oh, even it's though, so good. Even though I watched the other three seasons, I haven't started that yet. I just finished The Boys, this last season of The Boys. I oh, damn, I'm on the second episode yeah. still. Dude, I fucking love that. And then uh, I recently heard about Solar Opposite, so they're made by the same guys as Rick and Morty, that cartoon I was showing. Oh, right. Yeah, so I'm okay. super interested well, in watching that. that's something I'm adding to my... Yeah. And on top of that, I haven't caught up on all of Bob's Burger yet, so I have another three seasons left on Bob's Burger. So I was oh, like, goodness. Fuck, man, this is going to be impossible to watch all this impossible um and then if i want to watch like wandavision like i understand guys i'm not doubting when people tell me they're really good shows but i just have to find like sometime somewhere oh i also have um umbrella academy the the latest oh, season i came always out wanted too. to watch umbrella academy like have, have you like watched it before like no oh okay. i heard it was good it's on my list it's good uh and i'm caught up up to this last season i haven't watched i only watched like the first two episodes of this last season and it's just purely because of time but that's definitely one i really want to like finish also so i was like fuck man how do how do people find time for i, I think especially because it's summer like winter's a bit easier right because like yeah. winter you're like okay it's saturday it's snowing out it's cold i'm just gonna stay in you know hang out with joyce or just by myself and just watch some shows and stuff and just chill right yeah i think for me it's because before i could watch a lot more shows because i would like watch a show every single time i ate Oh, yeah. yeah because yeah. I, I wasn't eating alone. But now when I eat alone, I just, like, eat really quickly or just, yes. like, do something while I'm eating. Yes. So then I just don't have time. Yeah, so that's a bummer. Um, And then to finish off my week, today I just went to volleyball and we went to El Mero Mero Taqueria to eat. Well, how was that? Where is that? Uh, It's that food truck that used to be right in front of U of A. Remember that taco food truck? Oh. It's not that good. Oh. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah. In my opinion, it's not that good. Maybe because we've had like the LA tacos that are really good and stuff. But even and here, Bandito, have you tried Bandito? I uh, know, but I know you've told me about it. I haven't tried it, but we we just went here because they recently opened. Um, but it's I don't know, like, how do you put a value on tacos? So like, it's fifteen bucks for three little tacos. Like, you it's kind of pricey. Yeah, I know, right? And then I feel like cho- tacos should be pretty cheap. Yeah, and then food. and then it was weird because uh our friends were asking for like more salsa cuz they came in this little like pack like not packets like the little uh clear clear container. Yeah, like ones. 1 ounce ones. Yeah, and then um I think it comes in like 1 ounce and 1.5. Yeah, and then we kept asking for it or 3 quarter and 1.5. Yeah, and so, so so we kept asking for it. and but like they didn't even fill up the container. They only filled up like less than half of the thing. Oh, they're cheap. Yeah, and then and then we asked for more, and they're, they're like, stingy. "Oh, we, we can't give you guys more because you we already given you guys so many." I was like, "Motherfucker, the meat is dry." <laughs> Did you say that? I didn't say that, but in my mind, I was like, "You can't give oh, more, man. but the meat is fucking dry." But yeah, it was not. I don't know. Like, I hate to fucking like. I always like to boost up other places on this podcast, but honestly, that was kind of just meh in my opinion. Did you guys look up the reviews? Uh, I think it was. I don't know. Like, there was a bunch of Instagram stuff on it. I'm obviously not on Instagram. It was like one of our other friends in our volleyball group that mm-hmm. wanted to try it and i was like okay i'll down i honestly i've always wanted to just go like php or something like for one pasture i really wanted for today too yeah but um yeah i don't know it wasn't uh it wasn't as good but like i said maybe i'm skewed i had like taco fino in vancouver that was really good we mm. had the tacos in la that were really Those good bomb. um so then after having this i was like fuck man my mucho burrito is even better than this oh, that's damn. terrible i know um but yeah that was my week uh so this week we again are super busy so we couldn't get a chance to get a guest and get everything organized so this is going to be kind of just more of a chilled podcast with me and Viv. yeah we're going to talk about the strongest boat on earth 
friendship. Yeah, friendship. <laughs> uh, we're just going to talk about some random things about it and, you know, just... Our opinions, thoughts. Yeah. Everything to do with friendship, I guess, that we yep. can talk about. Maybe we have some hot takes. I feel like I have some hot takes about it, and we can start with one of my hot takes. So I think um, being a friend is kind of, I don't want to say exclusive, but it's like you have your colleagues, so those are the people you work with, and you probably see them every day, but yeah. they're not necessarily your friends, right? Okay. They're more of like a, you know, you guys need transactions between each other. That's okay. why you guys talk. And then even then you have your acquaintances. So that's like people I might see at volleyball every day or something like that, but we're not actually friends because yeah. we don't ever hang out outside of volleyball. It's literally like we only see each other there. Like in real life friends. <laughs> yeah. Or like, yeah, well, I don't know. Like, Shit. for example, when I played badminton a lot, I had a lot of people that I just saw all the time at, volley- uh, at, at, at badminton, sorry. And, but we never like went out to eat. We never did anything. We never got any deeper than, oh, hey, you know, how's the wife? How's, how's it going? Yeah. How's the kids? You know, how's your job? Yeah. That's about it, right? Some very, uh, I don't know how to say, like basic level information sharing. Yeah, like small talk things. Yeah. And then I think to actually become a friend, you must go out like at least, I don't know, like it's hard to put a number, but I would say like at least five times or you go out like consistently, like maybe once a month type of thing. Yeah. Something like that. And then the worst part is when, um, people like move up and down especially moving down is the worst so moving up oh, is like when acquaintance becomes a friend a friend becomes a close friend a close friend becomes a best friend or like a confidant or something like that yeah. but then it's also sad when it goes the other way where someone you were previously close with now becomes you know a bit less yeah. close and i always feel like back then my measure was always like if i saw them in a random train station would i say hi Oh, that's kind of like my measurement too. Yeah, so if I would, then they're a friend. And then if I won't, they're more of an acquaintance. But then also, it's kind of weird because like if you see them and you don't say hi, then and they also see you, then it just makes it awkward from their own out. Really? I kind of see it as like, if I don't, if I won't even say hi to them and I won't talk to them, then I don't even consider them acquaintance. Ooh. Like, I don't fucking know you then. Damn, that's pretty cold. Yeah. I mean, but if I were to say, if I were to wave at you and say hi to you, then you're an acquaintance. Mm, okay, if yeah, it's that makes sense. if i can say more than small talk with you then maybe you're a friend yeah it's like if you're uh yeah if you go even beyond small talk and then i guess the point of like a close or best friend it's almost like time has not passed yeah. ever since you guys saw each other last it's yeah, just like, like time just, doesn't really matter you just pick up and you just start you know chatting about whatever mm-hmm. yeah so there's those levels and uh i hate to put people in groups but i think there are these groups and i think um I don't know. It's kind of it's it's weird. It's it's it, to me. It's kind of important because, uh, if you're my friend, I would share information with you that I wouldn't share with my acquaintances. Yeah. And I want you to know that I don't share with my acquaintances. As yeah. in like, um, that's why I don't really. I'm not very social with my life. As in like, I don't really like to talk about things going on with my life in a group, big group. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like at that point, I'm just talking about like very. Uh, basic level things. It doesn't get into like who I am. It's just like, oh, this happened. That's it. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my ranking system and how it is. Uh, I, I feel like with me for friends, in terms of like telling people things, I kind of adopted a new perspective on friends recently in mm. the past like year where I wouldn't talk about myself a lot. Right. And what's going on with my life unless someone directly asks. But then I figured that like, oh, if I actually consider you a friend, then like I should be open with telling you what's going on with me because you're my friend. That's what right. ha- 
like I kind of thought of it as a more objective thing like this is me and I have friends person that I'm friends with should know what's going on with my life right right. that makes sense so I was so I started being more open with just telling people what's going on with my life oh that's very nice in terms of like friends but then I I do see the difference between how I open up with friends versus like close friends like with friends I'll tell them like what's going on like objectively like oh this happened this week this happened this week oh yeah this is what I'm doing blah 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 but with like closer friends and best friends I'll give my actual opinion on things Mm. like this happened and I felt this way right or I'll give more detail into like what actually happened or like, oh, like this happened, this happened, like more controversial things or just give more detail. And then with like best friends, I'll truly tell them like, oh, this has been on my mind or this is going on, blah, 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 like that. I don't know if I'm just weird or or maybe it's just a guy thing. I actually don't know if it's a guy thing or not because I think um, I don't really tell many people about my life because I think my life is so like basic. Like, like there's just nothing going on, right? Like, yeah. if someone were to ask me what happened last week, other than, like, my whole weekend thing, I would just be like, I, like I'm just grinding out at work right now. Like, I'm just learning a lot at work. I really enjoy learning a yeah. lot at work, but there's nothing specific. I'm just doing a lot of that right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like, for the most part, that's most of my life. And, I'm, like, in my head, I, like, picture it as, I don't know why, it's, like, a very specific scene. It's like, okay, if I was living in New York and I only had three friends. Mm-hmm these three friends would know what's going on in my life because there would be my only three friends and the only three people I know in New York, you know? Mm, okay. And that's kind of how I, like, see this new perspective on, like, updating friends or sharing more about what's going on in my life aside from... I said I don't talk about work that much, so I would say the same thing about work, but, like, everything else in life, I feel, adds a little bit more juice to what's going on. <laughs> see, so, like, I have actually... So, I, I feel like I get a bit of guilt because... Uh, not often, but sometimes some friends, like sometimes you open up a lot to me. Sometimes my <laughs> other friends open up a lot to me and, and I'm appreciative, uh, but I don't have shit to say like for myself. I, I feel like it's, um, it's like a one way thing because like, I feel like I don't have much to say for my own life. Cause I'm yeah. like, I have nothing going on, man. Like I'm just here living my best life doing random shit. I've thought about that before. Cause sometimes I'm like, man, sometimes I feel like I go through a lot of shit and I'm like, opening up a lot to like people like you or like like carmen or whatever and, and well carmen i guess is not a good example like you, you you'd be a good example and i'm like what if i'm opening up too much and he's like damn this is a lot this is kind of heavy you're leaning on me a it's little not, bit too much I, I actually don't think that i just think like so how i think of it is if I were to open up to someone, I would want them, I wouldn't want it to be a conversation, right? So I wouldn't want them to be able to like, you know, contribute and make this a conversation instead of just me ranting, right? But then for me, I'm literally saying like, I have no, like I have no <laughs> input and nothing's going on in my life. So I was like, I have no idea what to say. So I have to like think of random shit. I'd be like, shit, that sucks, babe. Sometimes that's life. <laughs> yeah. And then I will just be thinking about like, oh, you know, my lunch wasn't that good today, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> Or something stupid like that but I, I feel like i don't know it's it's weird i feel like my life has never been that exciting but by design like i don't really have That's drama great. in my life um but then i feel bad so like i don't want people to think i don't want them to open up to me i was like I, i'm cool like i'll i'll listen but um my input on my side is gonna be relatively low if that's really what you need in life right well no i kind of came to the conclusion or like i've decided with my for myself that 
I come to you because I, yeah, I want to create that conversation or like mm-hmm. just open up to you and whatever your response is your response. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I don't need you to be like, oh shit, I really relate. Like this shit happened to me. Yeah. It's more like, oh fuck, Viv. Uh, you know, it's, that's like the value and the specific friendship that we have. Yeah. I, I think, um, again, I, do you think it's a guy thing or do you think it's just me thing? Cause like, I think it's a you thing. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Because I I know in general, um, from my experience in the past, a lot of uh, female friends I've had sometimes just like to rant and sometimes, you know, you just have to say, oh, that sucks. You don't actually have to like provide them any solutions or provide them any, um, you know, uh, impactful input. You just have to, you know, listen sometimes. Yeah. Um, But I feel like I do that a lot just because I don't have anything going on in my life. Like, Well, you don't need to. True. I mean, but still like valuable to like open up and like talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll give some, like, I try not to give very logical input <clears throat> because sometimes that's not what a girl wants. Like, <laughs> so, like sometimes a rant, it doesn't require logic. Like they know. I feel like this is such great advice that a, a lot of, not to put us in a box or anything that, but like a lot of guys eventually realize about girls Yeah, that we don't need, or not, I guess not we, but like, a lot of the times when someone's speaking to someone about something, it's just to have someone to listen. You don't always need, like, advice, you know? Yeah, like, like you can mansplain it. You can give them all the logic you want, but they already know the logic. They're yeah. actually not talking to you to get that. They're just talking to you because they have to say something to someone to get it off their chest. Yeah. Yeah, so, so sometimes I realize that, and then I would, you know, put the, you know... Like, I'm actually listening to it, but I know the imp- the output they want from it, so I give them that, right? Like, the, oh, yeah. that sucks, you know, that's that's a pretty shitty situation you're in type of thing, right? But, uh, no, I definitely feel guilty sometimes. I feel like I'm very uh, weird because I don't have much, like, going on in my yeah. life. I don't think you should, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely not just a guy thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It's definitely a you thing. <laughs> like, uh, I specifically always tell my sister, like, hey, she'll, like, come up to me with some family drama. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this aunt said that. I was like, hey, you know what? My uh, my life's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I've designed it this way. Uh, you don't have to tell me this. You can go talk to someone else. I've kind of said around the same lines to my sister about family drama because I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like... I cannot be bothered. I feel like for the most part, anytime I listen or hear about family drama, all that makes me is like angry and that's it and like it makes you angry but you also know you literally cannot do anything about it so it's like what's the point this is just gonna ruin my mood yeah yeah it's just unnecessary i don't need to know i mean so when my sister lived with me we actually used to be like super super close so like we i would she would come to my room and chill or i'd come to her room and chill and then she would just like talk about all this like ranty shit and I would just like go on my phone or sometimes I'll like fall asleep while she's like chatting with me and stuff. Because <laughs> like, like, okay, so sometimes I'd go up to her room. She used to have a bunk bed and then I'd just go up there and then i just lay down. She'd just be like doing her work and she'd be like talking about all this shit. Like, oh, you know, this person did this and all this stuff. And then I'll be like, oh, cool. And then, you know, I'll slowly fade out and then I'll fall asleep and I'll still wake up. And, oh, shit, this is my bed. I got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> that happened so often with me, me and my sister before, too. Yeah. So it's just we were just chilling in each other's rooms. Yeah. I mean, I maybe that's why I feel like I'm so comfortable talking to other females because I always talk to my sister a lot. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that could be it. I, I guess I would consider her like one of my close friends, you know, um, in terms of like best friends, I have. 
Oh, it sounds bad because like a best friend should be like a singular term. Yeah, I feel like right. I have, like a couple I... that you kind of go through. Like, okay, so like for sure, Joyce is my best friend because I talk to her a lot about my life, my career, and things like that. And I I like to share that stuff with her. I think it's important. Um, I think I'm pretty close with my sister. I am pretty close with like three of my other guy friends. But it's weird with like me and my guy friends. Like we we talk about like just like life stuff, but not that in tense and then we talk about shitty moments but sometimes we're just like oh that sucks and like that's yeah. all we can really input um it's I almost mean, that's like the input that you give too right yeah <laughs> and then i feel like we just like it's kind of weird like conversationally we don't get too deep but we're just like there for each other and just hang out like if if one of us called each other we'd always like help each other out kind of thing i get like, it question so yeah i mean i actually want to and that's been my goal this year and i've been doing terrible but like to try to like <laughs> i don't know like talk to them a bit more and open up a bit more about stuff life and everything yeah, yeah, yeah exactly exactly i i just don't know how so maybe that's just me learning i guess if you guys know out there you guys uh let I me think know. you just have to i think for any friendship any relationship anything you just always have to just do it yeah just start you have to just go uh, for it yeah because if you're waiting for the other person to do something and you're not even doing it then you're kind of kicking yourself in the boot yeah. If you're always, oh, there's this like quote or ideology thing that I follow that like, if you're always waiting for someone else to do it, then you're kind of cutting yourself short because that if that person's always waiting, then you're waiting, then nothing's going to ever happen. Yeah. So always just be the first person to do it first. Like one thing I actually really want to talk to them about is, um, it's like not so much about like career and stuff because I feel like, you know, they're in CompSci, I'm doing my thing. We're generally, you know, just doing our own career thing. I'm not mm-hmm. too interested in that. Uh, but I actually want to talk to them about relationships. But the thing is, they're both, like, two of my best friends are, like, single as fuck. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to talk to them about, right? Like, I, I want to try to, like, encourage them. Like, hey, um, you know, try these things. Like, try these apps that I've tried before. Like, yeah. you know, let's go to more social events if you want to actually meet people and stuff. And, like, I'm down to come with you. I feel like I, I need to somehow, like, start that conversation. But the problem is maybe I'm um projecting my own opinion on them. Like, Maybe they're they like their situation they're in, right? Like for me, I always think like, oh, it's nice to have a you know like a friend, a companion. Like you know, me yeah. and Joyce always hang out with each other and stuff like that. It's nice to have someone around just to you know watch mm-hmm. movies and stuff like that, right? And like my own projection of that thought is like, oh, like you know, are you guys having trouble meeting someone? Do you guys need help? Stuff like that. But maybe they're completely happy where they are, right? It could be, but like honestly, if they're your best friends, then you should just be able to say it. True. Just be able to mention them, like message them, and be like. Hey guys, so like, do you have you guys ever tried Tinder? <laughs> like, and like, they know you, right? They yeah. won't, they won't take an offense. So don't be like, are you trying to tell us we're single as fuck? You could be like, yeah, kind of. Be like, your mom has been messaging me trying to help you find some people. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no, I think, I think you're, you're right. I have to just go and. Oh, it's it. something that you taught me. Bet on your friendships. I mean, I'm not really betting much on this. Well, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah. it's kind of, right? Yeah, it's kind of like you have to trust that they're not going to... Get, like, super offended. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. I do. They'll agree. know where you're coming from. Yeah. I do agree on that part. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Like, best friends should be a singular thing. But when I... Like, I have one best friend, I guess. Like, bestest of all best friends. Her name is Carmen. You guys, have, you guys know who she is. But, like, I have two other friends that it feels wrong to call them just a close friend. Mm, right right so i have to call them also my best friends like i kind of like twisted the title like for lynn i call her my my soul sister Mm. and for 
my other friend Jessica, I just tell her I fucking hate her. But like, she's also a best friend of mine. I always tell her she's just like my bro. But the three of them are like for sure my best friends. And I have another friend named Sophia, which is like a really, really close friend. It kind of feels almost wrong to call her a close friend as well. Right. It's almost like unfair because like yeah. the terminology is weird. Like in Pokemon, you get six Pokemons with you, you know. Yeah. Can't you have several best friends kind of thing? Yeah. Kinda like and like that. they all could serve different purposes too, right? Mm-hmm. So like one, for you might open sure. up more about like relationship. One, you might open more about your career too. And that's just who they are as a personality. And that's why you open those things up. Yeah. You like fuck with them in different ways. Yep. 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 I agree with that. So it's, it's, I guess a, I don't know. I feel like there should be a way to change up that term a little. I guess for me, it's just like my bros, right? Yeah. Like, what what term would you call it? Like, well, I mean, like, the best word is the problem, right? Yeah. The best word is the problem. It's not the friends part. It's like, it's almost like best group. Not even best, though. You'd have to take out the best. Yeah, you have to take out the closest group of friends or closest. Doesn't seem like it hits, right? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's a weird one. Um, okay, let's talk about some other stuff. So one thing I talked about in the past was Dunbar's number, right? Oh, yes. So Dunbar's number is theoretically the maximum number of friends you can have. I think the number is usually like 100 some. Um That's great because when you are talking about this, I was like, damn, I'm going to have to cut off some people off of my friends list because... I mean, it's different for everyone. <laughs> but is it, I feel like this... Yeah, it's the common value. So it can range between 100 and 250. But then it goes back to what we said earlier. So... Uh, if you accumulate too much, some of them now became acquaintances, so your actual friends number yeah. will actually decrease, right? Because you can or, only talk to so many people at once in one given period of your time, yeah. in your life. Yeah, well, even the whole friends thing, right? Like, if if I was a friend with someone five years ago, and we haven't talked in the last five years, I feel like they're kind of like a, more of an acquaintance now, right? If we didn't get that close within that time, right? I agree. So, yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, 100-some, I feel like that's very excessive. Do I have 100-some friends? I mean, I don't have I Facebook wanna, anymore, so I can't even check. I want to say that's kind of ex- excessive, but, like, this summer, or in the last few months, I've been realizing that I... You're super popular? I don't, <laughs> I don't want to... I'm not super popular, but I feel like I'm friends with a lot of people, and a lot of people I would genuinely consider my friend. Like, I would... Oh, nice. Like, I would hang out with them one-on-one. That's kind of... Yeah, that's kind of where I qualify if someone's a friend or not whether i have hung out with them or i would hang out with them or if we have that relationship that would make that possible and this summer specifically or i guess in the last few months i kind of realized that there's a lot of people that i would do that with i think i'm like do i have a lot of friends or am i just bad at differentiating acquaintances (laughs) or not but i feel like i do know acquaintances like acquaintances are people where i'm like yeah, small talk. I'll probably stop replying to you after a few messages. Yeah, I'll yeah. kill a conversation kind of quickly. But friends are like, if you want to make plans with me, then I'll actually say yes and we'll go out and make plans or we'll f- we have hung out a few times. Yeah, yeah. And that number is surprisingly kind of large. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I actually used to do this on... Um, I think this goes back to one of our earliest podcasts about social media and stuff. So back then on Facebook, uh, I feel like it used to be a game. Like, everyone's like, oh, who's the most fucking friends? What's your number next to your friends thing, right? And then I talked to my friend about it, and she's like, if you're actually posting things, 
why do you care what like do you even want these randos to know what's going on in your life like it feels kind of almost like an invasion of privacy like these people who have nothing to do with your life now see your life like like do you actually want that and then i was like i I actually took what she said to heart i'm like no she's right i was like why should i have these random people so then i started like unfriending a lot of people i think the number i got to was pretty close to dunbar's number i think it was like a hundred some that's awesome. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is like the people I can tr- realistically say like, yeah, so we saw each other, I'll say hi and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like there's a group of like 10 of them in there where it's like, oh shit. It's kind of awkward if you unfriend them. Well, it's it, 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 it's, <laughs> it's not awkward. It's, it's almost like it's bad on me and I know it's bad on me, but it's kind of like, oh, this is good for my networking. Like I actually oh, need okay. them one day yeah. in the future because they're in like the same field of work I do and we might need each other one day. Like I, I think like, everyone realistically has to do that. Yeah, yeah. So now it's easy because now with LinkedIn, you can just connect with whoever the fuck you want yeah, and it doesn't mean anything. fucking cares. Yeah, like it doesn't mean anything really. Like, you can say yeah i worked with this guy briefly don't really know too much about him or yeah i worked with him he's a really good person right but you can just connect with whoever so that's the only i guess i won't say i don't use any social media because that's the only social media i do use but it's more for my professional career i think it's a requirement i think it's a requirement too yeah yeah Yeah, that's kind of how like i saw facebook that way too but i didn't really like ever really care that much about facebook i mainly i feel like i mainly use social media and all that as like a platform for talking over like posting things but yeah um on instagram that's kind of how i do my instagram like my instagram is privated and i only let people follow me if i would talk to them and if i know them Mm. aside from that i'm like yeah i don't need you to follow me it's fine or i won't follow me you can test their loyalty just get an OnlyFans. but if you're a real friend you'll You'll pay for my shit (laughs) (laughs) um yeah okay that makes sense on that part on dunbar's number i think i don't know like what do you think do you think the 150 is close to what you think or you think it's more than that um for me let's see okay yeah pull up right now let's see let's see, this shit. <laughs> let's see how many people let's just gonna pull up her instagram and see how many there is uh okay well <laughs> i have 476 followers mm. on instagram but Wait, what? But followers doesn't mean friends. Yeah, followers doesn't mean friends. I would say like half of that would be people I actually hang out with. Mm, okay. Versus more acquaintances or people that I know that I haven't seen in a while or whatever. Fair enough. Fair enough. Somewhere around there. Uh. Okay. So one thing I want to talk about is beyond this. So we kind of have our group and stuff. I want to talk about making friends. I think that was a mm. really cool thing you put onto the whiteboard. Uh, I wouldn't know how to make friends if I actually did have to like move somewhere else. I feel like the only techniques I would have is maybe making friends at the gym or some social settings. Like, I don't know if I joined like a volleyball league or something or if I joined some random stuff. Mm -hmm. And then that's about it. Like that's, I feel like is the only way I know how to do that. Yeah. I think if I had to start from ground zero, it would be kind of hard. Like if you move to a completely new city where you absolutely did not know anybody. Yeah. Um, my first thoughts of how I would make friends would, yeah, probably be at the gym, would sign up for volleyball or like some classes or something frequent, something that I always wanted to do in my life that I'm trying to right now is frequent a cafe often. So you kind of get to know the baristas and they know your order and then people that come in and out know you as a regular. And so you can kind of know like the community that way or maybe go volunteering. I think that's how I would probably start making friends or yeah, you kind of want to see the kind of friends you want to make and what activities you want in your life and you go do those things so like yeah volleyball would be one or the gym would be one so you can have friends with like the same hobbies 
or if you want friends that like go out more often just go out to more events like if your city has like an event going on go see if you can like talk to someone at like a bar or like just meet somebody there i feel like uh it's or maybe go to like i feel like university isn't really an option anymore because that would be but you you can take classes yeah but i feel like you'd expect most people to be a little bit younger Mm, that's true so then it goes back to okay so let's talk about now like as kids how do we make friends i feel like we were forced into social settings we were like forced into settings where you have a group a class that you're with eight hours a day so it's almost like they gave us colleagues like mandatory colleagues and then you just pick and chose which one that you know you grew close with right yeah um like now it's really easy to make friends i feel really yeah i think it's harder now than when i was a kid really yeah i feel like when i was a kid because we were all forced to go to the same place it was like a lot easier i can see that i feel like because of like volleyball and just like for me i feel like when you know somebody or you know a few people you can get to know the people that they know oh and when you see them in public or you hang out with them eventually you'll know some of their friends and then know some of their friends and then it's like a endless network of network that you're able to access and like if you hang out with friends like you go outside you go to go to someone's birthday party then you get to know like everyone at the party and then your network expands there and again and again and again do do you think it changes like the difference of opinions just because of who we are like i feel like you're a bit more extrovert and i'm a bit more introvert oh yeah for sure that too a lot different like i don't know how to explain but i think we said this in our last podcast where it's like i'm naturally not naturally but like if i don't really know you i will watch what i say with you but when I actually like really know you, like the true me kind of gets out, and yeah. whether you like it or not, I don't care at that point, and it's kind of nice because I feel like people tend to, you know, enjoy the weightiness of me and stuff. But that stuff doesn't come out until I actually know who you are and stuff. Oh yeah, I think I also mentioned that I'm kind of the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Like if I don't know you, I don't give a shit what you think about mm-hmm. me. So I'll be like authentically myself in a, in that way I or i guess oh, sometimes i might be a little bit more quiet depending yeah. on the setting but i won't be like afraid to like voice my opinion or right act however but if i know you then i'm like oh what if i offend you some way because i know you might be like this or yeah. like i i like care about what you think of me now yeah because i know you so then i'll be a little bit more i guess filtered with what what, what i see and what i do uh, so, so I, I guess in that sense that makes it a little bit easier for me to make friends yeah and if i'm in a group of if i'm in a room of room with like friends or hang out with a group of people and there's somebody that i don't know then i'm pretty adamant on being like the first person to be like oh hey what's your name i don't know you like nice Ooh, to meet you that's nice mm-hmm. yeah, i feel like um the other thing is like when we're in group settings uh i feel like when i'm truly myself a lot i'm very like talkative and and you know um a bit more alpha i don't know how to explain it like i'm not like i'm not trying to fucking like like be mean to anyone but it's just like i'm a louder voice and stuff whenever i'm in a group and stuff and then it's weird for me because when there's someone else that's like that i'm like okay fuck it i'm i'm not i'm too tired for this shit i'm just gonna chill right oh really so like i actually feel that sometimes when i'm in like different groups and stuff which is weird it's it's not it's not like i'm not trying to offend anyone from it i'm not trying to it's just like i think usually amongst like for example with if we go out with our volleyball friends to eat i feel like i'm a bit more talkative with you guys and stuff yeah but then if we introduce like other random people that we're not as close with and there's maybe someone who 
talks a bit more in that group, I would just like not say as much. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because it's like for me, it's like ah, it's not. I don't really like. I feel like it's more effort to do it to, yeah. to do anything. So I don't know, but I definitely think because of who I am, that like forced social setting kind of helps me. I guess as a kid to like meet people and make friends and stuff. Um, but I think as an adult, it'd be harder for me to start meeting new people. When was the last time you made a new friend? Um, let me think. Last time I made a new friend it was probably from volleyball, I guess. Mm. I mean, so usually volleyball, we just play. But if you come on eat with us after, and if it's not like a large group. So if it's a really big group going on eat, I feel like you're still an acquaintance. But I feel like if it's a smaller group and you come on eat and I didn't really know you before and I got to know you a bit more, then it's yeah. kind of like a friendship building at that point so last time i would probably say maybe a month ago um, that's so recent that's yeah so good. but i don't know like it's building there it's not there yet kind of thing does mm-hmm. that make sense like you wouldn't actually call them a friend yeah yeah like they're almost there but we haven't had any because if we're always hanging out just as a group and i've never really like talked to you personally then it's kind of like still well, i kind of get that right. like there are some people in our friend group that like our bunnies friend group that I considered a friend, but I never actually had like a one-on-one conversation with. Yeah. So it like gets awkward when everyone else leaves, but you would still consider them a friend, which is like a weird, like it's a weird level to be at. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> awkward with uh one-on-one sometimes depending on the situation. Like for most people, I'm kind of awkward. I think with one-on-ones. Really? I was like, yeah, you like stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like stuff. I, I mean, I feel like some people that we just don't, uh, <laughs> there's just not as much crossovers. Like, if it's just volleyball, it's kind of just whatever. Like, we can talk about that. But then I just don't know them as much. So it's just less stuff to talk about, I guess. I've thought about this a lot of times. But then I've kind of realized that, like, why am I just putting stress on myself to be the person to break the silence? What? You, so you just let them? You're like, fuck it. I'm just gonna stand here too. No, I either go one of two ways. Like if it's like a group of like me and two other people, but we're not that close, yeah. and it's kind of like somebody left the group, yeah. and it's a little bit awkward. And it would be nice if we would like keep talking. Yeah. There's been times when I would like try to say things, like if I'm comfortable enough, then I'll just be like, "So guys, how's life?" <laughs> and I know that it's like awkward, but I'm like, we all feel it, mm. and we all know that like shit. I don't know what to say, so I'm like. I'll address it in, in like a weird way so, and be like, so how's the weather? <laughs> and I feel like it just kind of makes things a little bit more comfortable and it, it usually helps develop a conversation along and make everyone feel a little bit more comfortable because we're all like, I'm sure everyone felt the awkwardness. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's like a group where I kind of feel like, oh, I feel like somebody else has a little bit more leeway in this why am I putting enough that much stress on myself to break the silence? And I'll just be like, eh, whatever, I'm fine. I'll just relax on myself. True. Well, the other thing is, like, I actually, uh, I find awkward situations very comical. Like, I find them pretty amazing. Uh, I think, amazing. Like, I think they're, um, like I said, sometimes I think my life is like a comedy sketch. So sometimes I think those awkward moments are, like, required in my life. So I kind of, <laughs> like, embrace them. So I'm like, yeah, let's just let this be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, oh, the other thing I was going to say is, uh, actually, so in university, I felt like it was kind of hard to connect with people sometimes because I actually like school and 
every time you talk to anyone at school, they're always bitching about school. I'm like, I don't know. It felt like it was hard to be my genuine self because I was like, I kind of like school. So I was like, you gotta be like, wow, this is great. I hope the teacher checks our homework today. Like, like you, you can't talk about, you know, I enjoyed this class or something like that. You can't really talk about like, so like the whole time they'll be bitching like, oh, the homework was hard. The class is hard, et cetera, et cetera. And then all you can say is like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But like oh, really? in my mind, I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was pretty easy. Like it was chilled. Like I actually enjoyed it. It was a good class. He was a good prof or something like that. Right. Um, but then I felt like I couldn't really connect with a lot of like random people because I didn't share the same opinion. But at the same time, I know for a fact there are like groups of people like me oh. that have that same opinion. But all of us are too, um, I wouldn't say shy, but like we're not willing to like speak up about it saying like we actually like this because all the people who aren't as great, they'll like kind of hate on us being like, oh yeah, because you're good at school and stuff like that, right? is uh, my thought process like my opinion on that is that i feel like you're a little bit too harsh on yourself because like you know how we have like if you look at your group of friends right now you're gonna have friends that love school and friends that hate school yeah you're gonna have differing opinions on things and that doesn't mean that they'll just stop being your friend like it might be a little bit hard when you're first meeting someone and someone's like i fucking hate school and you're like i love school or someone's like i'm failing so hard but i'm trying so hard and you're like it's really easy for me like that might be kind of a hard thing to connect on yeah but if your personalities connect and or like click in any way then that shouldn't matter that's whether true. you like school or you hate school you know that's true it felt like um it felt like growing up i was like an awkward minority so like i i am a i am a minority uh i'm a person of color <laughs> but uh throughout elementary and junior high i was always in schools where there was more of my color than other people like i went to like a bi- bilingual school so like my whole class was all chinese people yeah. or of asian descent right yeah um, but then I felt like growing up outside of those school scenarios, you were, I was taught um, in, as an immigrant family not to like stand out too much, right? Like as a minority family, like, like okay, you know, you don't want to get in trouble. You don't want to like cause too much God. commotion and shit, right? I agree. Right? So then when it comes right. to university where everything is more mixed, right? It's more of i I'm not the majority anymore. It's just more blended everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, well, I do like school, but I don't want to speak up because I'm... A minority in a different way yeah right and then it's like oh shit so it's it's almost like i have to be a closet minority in that way where it's like i like school but i can't tell fucking people i like school because <laughs> they'll think i'm weird and stuff i don't know if that makes sense so then that was kind of awkward but then now it's like now it's also a little weird because i know a lot of my friends especially this age i feel like i'm so different from them because they're all you know either getting married or starting a family or buying a house and all this stuff and again i'm a minority because i was like i don't I don't follow, <laughs> right? And then I'm also a minority where it's like, I think, and I might be wrong, I think half of my friends are very, like, career-driven still. Yeah. Or maybe even less than half of my friends. And the other half is, like, I just want to get by kind of thing. Like, I just want to like, yeah. coast a bit. I, that's, like, I... I just need whatever will help me survive. Yeah, like, I care more about, you know, like, my weekends and shit than, like... Yeah. But, like, I'm more career-driven. I'm more of you know science driven i don't party as much so again i feel i still feel like a minority right it's like for example in our group of friends that we hang out in volleyball mm-hmm. i'd say like 80 percent of you guys love partying and doing all that shit mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm part of like the lower 20 percent. but me and the rest of the 20 percent aren't willing to like really hang out with each other either so it's <laughs> like we're all closet about it and we're like okay well what do we do here but yeah that's true so it's it's um i don't want any like pity from anyone like i actually don't care about I don't think you're getting any pity. Yeah, it's just, it's just like <laughs> it felt like that kind of 
perpetuated from university till now, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like I'm always different from a group, right? But I also feel like on the note of making new friends, like why do you need new friends if Ooh. the friends that you have are quality like you know quality why? friends you know why because a really good friend of ours said that you're the average of your five friends <laughs> and i'm like fuck fuck i'm the average of these shit <laughs> <laughs> no Very no i actually i actually don't care about like upgrading in terms of that but uh i, I actually don't but I, I always thought like one day i may want to live in a different city and maybe it's a good idea to think about it a little bit because i actually i felt like i was very fortunate so when i started hanging out with you guys like my volleyball friends like i was kind of in a very intermediate area where it's like i don't really have a main group of friends i'm hanging out with i have my best friends but like they're you know doing their thing i'm doing my thing mm-hmm. and then i don't have like another core group of friends i'm hanging out with and then coincidentally like i start hanging out with you guys and it just works out that at that time we were all on the same page like i think most of us were still in school and most of us were either still in school or very early on in our career. So we we're all yeah. like the same um, level in ideology and stuff. But then now I feel like everyone's, I, I wouldn't say excel, but they just went through steps. And they're now they're just at a different part of their life than I am. Like a lot of our friends, I feel like are either have or are getting a house and will or will be getting married. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, oh, that's not, that's not me right now. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> You just said something that kind of like triggered an interesting question for me. I've always been curious about how people like, I guess, kind of organize their friend groups. You know how some people seem to have like one main friend group that they always hang out with. Uh And then some people have like multiple ones. Like they're kind of like somebody that jumps around in between the groups. And then some people just don't really have like a main friend group. Yeah. Like which ones? It's kind of like something that I like to do with friends is kind of like, like I try and analyze, I analyze a lot of things, but like an interesting fact that I try and figure out with friends is whether there's somebody that like jumps around between friend groups or whether like they have a main friend group, whether the bunnies is their main friend group or mm-hmm. they have a different main friend group. Right. And like, or whether they have like multiple friend groups, like what kind of friend group dynamic do they have in their like friendship portion of their life? Like, what would you say you have? Okay, so what I have, I think I have two main groups. Mm -hmm. So this would be the volleyball group and then this would be some of my like best friends that were on the show before and stuff. Yeah. Um, But with them, they're very like they could just chill at home all weekend and they don't give a fuck. Like they'll, yeah. they'll be fine with that. So if I don't initiate any hangout with them, we won't hang out. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, so those are like the two main ones, but then in the past I've had a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the past, my one main friend group actually used to be an expanded version of another friend group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it kind of split off, like, you know, certain people had certain interests. Um, and then I, I actually don't know how people would juggle it because I feel like, if you're not hanging out every weekend together almost, it's kind of like, are you the main, are you the main part of the friend group? Like, okay, for example, in our volleyball group, there are certain people who are like the main core members and then certain yeah. people who are not as, like they'll come sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah. Um. So I think people who jump around a lot, like 
like there's no way unless I'm wrong and they have so much free time but there's no way they can be the core person in more than two groups mm. in my opinion um if they are then I guess they're just very like likable and stuff like that yeah. but I feel like that's almost a limitation like you yeah I'm trying to think about it right now and I think the limitation would probably be like two or three because it's not even just about who's uh, even pushing it's it. not even about the number of times you hang out it's, I actually believe it's the duration too yeah so you only have X amount of free time yeah. in a week right so you can only hang out with X amount of friend group and there's prime time. There's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those are prime time, right? Yeah. So you only have three days of prime time. And you still have your family, mm-hmm. right? So realistically, you can only hang out with two friend groups a week max. Uh, with any... Um, Reasonable. Yeah, yeah. With schedule. any meaningful um, interaction. Yeah. And then if you're not there every week, then you kind of start becoming a side character, you know? Mm-hmm. Right? So then I feel like to be in a core friend group, there's only like really two two or three maybe, but I think I actually realistically two because that third one, you're maybe a, a side character on that one, right? So I don't know. That's how I think of friend groups. I kind of see it in like a similar way with some discrepancies here and there. Like, like for me, I'm trying to compare it to like my friend groups. I would say I have four friend groups but oh, then wow. one of the, one of them i wouldn't necessarily group as one because like my best friends don't hang out with each other mm-hmm. but then whenever i would want to hang out with them they don't mind hanging out with each other so i don't think i don't know if you would consider that as a group or not oh like 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 carmen and jessica so oh, town. Like as a separate group hmm. yeah right yeah, would you consider know, as a group i don't know that's kind of tough right but then like the bunnies would be for sure one and i yeah. hang out with you guys like Every week or every other week yeah and then i have two other ones that i hang out with like just as often i would say as well oh nice sweet so i'm not i'm not sure how i would draw where i would draw the line for my main friend group but then i also think when you were mentioning like being a main person yeah like i feel like you're a main person if the group kind of like work things around with you yeah right like oh you can't make that day okay which switch date for all of us just so we can all go together yeah when you said that i was thinking about it i was like i think all like all three or four if you include the best ones do that oh damn yeah you're just popular that's how it works (laughs) no yeah i think i would say yeah i have four or three yeah and then my best friends yeah I, i mean so for myself i think it's uh extremely difficult because Joyce doesn't live with me so my girlfriend doesn't live with me right Mm -hmm. so I I only see her once a week almost so Mm -hmm. I almost want to dedicate like I don't want to hang out with other people and her together of course because I feel like that one-on-one time is uh very valuable that you can't and I know like people who live with each other they they get more of that one-on-one time so then they're more it's easier for them to hang out with friend groups outside of that right but then I feel like you're kind of almost uh like missing your family group too at that point right yeah so for example for me because I live with my parents, I, I'm pretty close with them, right? But if I didn't live with them, then I'd have to almost dedicate time to hang out with them during the week too, right? Because yeah. I still want, you know, a good relationship with them. So it's almost like a big mishmash and however you can fit Balance in your time. It, yeah, Because right? yeah. then at that point, then now you have to say like, okay, how many hobbies can you actually truly have? Yeah. Now, ideally, you do your hobbies with your friends, but that's also different, right? Like, you may not create any meaningful interaction when you're doing something that 
could be so individualistic, right? Yeah, like working out. Yeah, like I could work out with these friends, but like um, for me, working out, I'm solo. Like I don't yeah. actually care about anyone else. I agree. Right? So I, I think it just boils down to time. Like, fuck, how do famous people do this? I don't know. Maybe like more money, more problems. That's true. <laughs> That's true. More friends, more problems too. Yeah, I don't know. Because like I'm actually thinking like how do how does that change like when you become famous and stuff but does being famous really impact you know, like the amount of friends that you can have and the amount of time that you no, have no it's just like um i assume they'll have their entourage yeah but that's like your core group of friends yeah. right but like what if uh what if your what if your best friend got famous What's the leading question to that? So, like, do you think um, your relationship will start to, like, not lower, but, like, you'll, you'll have less time with them? That's for sure. Um, I think s- something interesting with me is that the closer I get with people, the less time I need to spend with them. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Or, I don't know, maybe this is how my best friends have been working out, because okay. I don't really hang out with my best friends that often at all. Mm, so, guys, hear, hear yourselves out. If you don't hang out with Viv, you're, the, you're her best friend. <laughs> yeah like with Carmen and maybe it's also because I don't live as when I lived really close to them I would see them more often because we would just do casual things together like go grocery shopping or just run quick errands together but now that I live on like the opposite side of town with both my best friends that are in town I see them maybe once a month right maybe right I also don't text them that much either which is kind of weird yeah like I think I so, think it's similar to a lot of people. It's, it's similar friends. to me. I mean, yeah. like, other than Joyce, I don't text really anyone that much at all. I mean, like, like I text my friends more than I text my best friends unless something's going on. Oh, uh, I see. No, I just don't text people. In, I give really shitty answers sometimes. Uh, like, sometimes I kill conversations. Like, in, yeah, sometimes I'm like, this is too much. I need to stop. I'm just going to yeah. give shitty replies. Yeah. Then. Or sometimes I forget to reply and then it's just gone. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not like just uh, I feel like sometimes there's nuances like this conversation. Let's have it in person rather than on text. Or yeah. it's like, I don't have time for this right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get it for sure. Like my friend Jessica, I don't really text her like at all because when we talk in person, right. she's not a big texter. And that's pretty much the main reason why. So, but when we talk in person, we talk for like freaking hours. Right, right, right. Over- but like for me and Carmen, like sometimes we'll have days where we just continuously text each other or like days when we'll just meet up and we'll, we just won't text each other at all because we'll be like, yeah, I'll just tell you when I see you next in person because it's too much. Yeah. Versus like Noelle, I text her like all the time. Oh, really? Oh, no. yeah. That's pretty cool. I uh, I don't text many people much. It's just like I kind of enjoy, unless there's a bank going on or something mm-hmm. that's organized, I kind of don't like my phone just anything happening to it, so I just don't try to like continue any meaningful conversation. I also think it's like a lot of effort you have to put in to make a meaningful It is a lot of effort. Like yeah. at some point this year I realized that I my social battery was drained at the end of every day and I'm like, I didn't even see anyone. Why do I feel so tired? But I'm like, it's because I've been texting so many people. Yeah. So then I started realizing that like, okay, I'm gonna start actually killing conversations because like this is getting too much. And then there's some friends that I genuinely just want to text more often because I just don't get to talk to them in the same depth. Yeah, I have a weird thing about that too because I feel like, um, like I actually don't think it's like I'm not advancing any relationships if we're just talking for the sake of talking. 
Yeah. Um, so then if we talk less frequent when we do talk, we catch up more about important shit. Yeah. Like you shouldn't care about my meal plan. You shouldn't care about like very generic things. But like when something big happens, like, oh, I just got a new job. Like I want to talk to you about that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we'll only talk about that. And then the frequency may be low, lower, but then the the how meaningful the conversation gets will be higher. I kind of judge actually my friendships on how I can talk about deep things, obviously, like what I'm going through, feelings and all that shit. But also if I can talk to them about stupid shit. Like if I if there is somebody that I can just message randomly, be like, holy shit, did you see this? Because like, like if they were just a casual friend, then I would just not share that with them. Oh, uh, I mean, I think it's a lot of effort sometimes. <laughs> like, no, like, honestly, like, if I see a news article, I'll be like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I just assume everyone else also is like, fuck it. What's the point of me, like, saying anything about it? It would be, like, like for me, it would be, <laughs> randomly, I would, like, text Noel and I'd be like, holy shit, I'm, I'm pooping right now. Oh, Like, okay, things okay. like that. Like, yeah. Or, like, yeah, what's in her, this picture, and be like, holy shit, did you see this? I feel like that's normal. I feel like Oh, I, is that I, normal? I feel like I'm the not normal one. Oh, okay. I feel like I like don't like to have as many conversations ever. Oh, I don't know. It's yeah. weird. But like, the, yeah, there's some friends that I just, it's weird. Like the, it's the, the dynamic is kind of weird. Like where I, where, where I wouldn't share any of that stuff like ever. Oh, I see. I, see. I mean, I think I used to do that a bit more, but then at some point I just, I don't know. It was tough. I yeah. kind of just didn't care as much. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I said, my give a fuck meter has been going lower and lower about certain things in life. I'm trying to do the same. Yeah. Really. I mean, I think the other time Lynn was telling me about reading that book, the How Not to Give a Fuck or something. Yeah, that was a book, right? Yeah. I was like, dude, I don't need this. Like, I'm pretty good already. I'm <laughs> like, I might need the opposite of this book. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do I care more? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, w- the, so on the same note about making friends, um, what do you like look for and stuff? So. It's, it's kind of weird. It's not like a matchmaking thing, but like, for example, the age kind of affects me a lot. So like f- for me to talk to an 18 year old right now is really hard. Like I was like, I'm nothing in common with you. Yeah. You use jargon that I don't fucking understand. Holy shit. And you're it's probably so super hard. cringe and shit and you don't, haven't been through shit in life. Like, like I think I've tried and they'll talk about stuff that's difficult. Like I'm putting this in quotations or difficult in their life. And I'm like, oh man, I don't even want to talk about this. It's just me lecturing someone at this point. Right. Yeah. So then. I think that matters and then almost the same the opposite way when I talk to really old people it's like it's not really talking it's almost like they're a storybook and they're just telling me things yeah they're but it's like, like giving you advice but there's nothing I can input into this conversation it's almost like oh that's cool like you could try to input something but it's almost like it, it, it's almost like inputting something to a human in encyclopedia like there's nothing yeah. you can actually input that they don't already know about right. I agree I also think that there's like a limit to kind of the people that who i can be closer friends with like when i talk to people that are maybe like four ish five ish years younger than me then like if they're under 20 then i do also see them as like kind of a child and you i'm mean like they're if they're born in the oos yeah if they're born in 2000s <laughs> if yours if your birthday starts of a two then i'm gonna see you as a child and i'm a, and all our interactions i'm gonna feel like a res- the person kind of responsible for you yeah like if you tell me, oh, you're going out drinking or whatever, then I'll be like, okay, be safe. Over, <laughs> over, have fun. Holy shit, yeah. get lit. I'll, I'll literally be like, be safe. Yeah. Versus, yeah, if it's somebody that's like significantly older than me, like I would say like forties, yeah. they're in their forties or like late thirties, then I would probably treat them with a little bit more respect and act a little bit less 
reckless it's, it's in, in my speech. Yeah, I, I think it's weird too because um, like they just they just know more than you, and their yeah. problems are just different. Like it's yeah. not like it's. I actually, I'll say that, like I'll probably get shit on for saying this. Like I'm not, I'm not sure about how like taking care of kids is, but like it's not any more difficult or easier than your problems. It's just straight up different. Yeah, and like it's also like in hindsight, if we look at somebody that's like eighteen years old or younger, then when they complain about their issues, you're like, it's not a big deal, dude. Like you'll grow out of it. Yeah. And I feel like it's probably the same way if I talk to someone that's significantly older than me and I'm like ranting about my problems, I probably seem like the more I, I don't know immature one, or they're probably thinking it's not a big deal. Like you'll you'll get over it. it don't worry. Yeah, it's almost like even if we have some people in university right now, some of our friends, if we have, I, I actually don't have many friends in university anymore. But if I did and they'll be talking about their GPA and then in my opinion, I'm like, that shit doesn't matter anymore. Right? Yeah. But then to them, it matters a lot. So it's like that perspective changes. And I feel like it, for me, it's harder to connect with someone if there's a big age difference. Yeah. Um. So that's definitely, for me, a huge one. Um. I think a big one, not actually not a big one, but. A weird one is um I'm gonna sound super racist, but like for some <laughs> reason it's so easy for me to talk to someone who I know is like had an immigrant family. Oh my goodness, I agree. Because because uh when I talk to friends who don't, which are pr- predominantly white people, but like they don't like their struggles seem so different. I agree, but not necessarily in the terms of immigrant family, but more so like if this is something that me and Carmen talk a lot about, or not a lot about, but we relate really heavily on. Yeah. It's if someone, for lack of a better word, have a clean life. Okay. Like they don't go through a lot of struggles. They're just like, they're really optimistic about life. Yeah. Not a lot of, like they're just. I mean, that sounds like me. I, I know, I know <laughs> you're going to say you. So I, I'm going to give an example. Like um, Carmen's boyfriend. Yeah. He's like a really just good kind guy and he's really optimistic about life but one thing that carmen said before that really resonated with me i was like oh shit that's a perfect way of describing it was she was like jordy is the type of oh she was like jordy is the type of person that would feel safe if he saw the cops actually and i was like oh shit that kind of makes sense because if i saw the cops like if if i'm not doing anything wrong i wouldn't stress out that much but when i'm driving in a car i'm like I'm going to make sure yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah. driving a little bit more carefully yeah, and not speeding, yeah. not make it look like I'm suspicious, kind of manage my eye contact with them. But then she was like, Jordy would be the guy that would be like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Yeah. But I, so like. Um, and that's kind of how I like would relate to or unrelate to friends. But but I think people have a natural bias and it's very, it's a very difficult conversation to have because it's like, it's bad, but. I think some people aren't willing to admit it. Like, so I'll, I'll, I'll admit one right now that like, I don't care if people think me lower from, from saying this, but like, for example, uh, I have a very unconscious, unnatural bias where if I know, um, your, you don't have much family struggle as in like, if your parents were like engineers and doctors and they're like second generation or something like that, and be like, dude, I don't think your struggles are the same as what like, i've been through yeah so then i feel like it's a little bit harder to connect like it's like they'll say like oh yeah i just went and bought this new thing i'm like you don't understand like that's not a thing in my world like you people don't just buy new things they work really hard for these things like that right so then and then it kind of 
goes on further and again it's i feel like it's unconscious but maybe i'm just not working hard enough to make it conscious but i feel like it's unconscious whereas like if i saw like a brown guy or um an asian guy or like whatever visible minority i feel like there's some natural connection where it's like oh you've been through a struggle that i've probably been through so there's already a natural like oh okay i know shit must be tough for you in the past so then there's like almost like a instant bond i don't, I don't know, I don't hey, know how to, have you been beat as a kid yet oh my god yeah. my brother yeah but like but like for other people you see them so like i had a one of this like co-op student that was in one of my previous jobs and he was telling me about his life i think his dad's like some financial advisors and stuff and he was telling me about like you know a car and all this stuff and i'm like i feel like you haven't been through the same like struggles yeah. so it felt like it's harder to instantly bond whereas like i met this one dude recently and he's like a brown guy and stuff like that right and for some reason i just talked to him a bit and i was like dude i already know like he probably went through shit when he was a kid you know immigrant family with a lot of stuff he probably went through the same thing as me so it feels like there's like an instant bond with visible minorities for me and i don't know like it could be completely racist too <laughs> so just a little bit yeah i don't know how to I, I see what you mean though like um i feel like i feel that way with people that are more fortunate in terms of financial status growing up yeah yeah when i see that i'm like you don't understand half of what yeah. it feels like to be on the other side of the coin and like i think it goes like you said goes a little further in when they talk about their struggles or certain things i'm like it's not that hard dude it's like like you actually don't know yeah it's, it's almost like so i'm you, very, i'm very privileged but yeah. like uh it's almost like if you were to lose your job your, your daddy can take care of you yeah. But if this other person lost their job, they have a fucking kid, and they're trying to like they're trying to get their family here. Like it's a whole different ball game. Right? Yeah. So, like, yeah, if you lost your job, if you lost all your money, your your parents can help you. Yeah. Your parents would gladly help you. Versus like, or like me or whatever. It's like if that happened, then like I'm on my own boat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, if you hear them complain about their issues, then it's kind of hard to relate in that sense. Yeah. Well, it's and again for me, like it's kind of like backwards when I think about it because like I'm fortunate because I live still live at home and shit. And my parents love me and all that stuff. Yeah. So you know, if I did get fired, I still have a place to live and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of what I have was like, like my parents don't give me any money. Like they've never given me much in the yeah. past, right? So like everything I have now is what I've created for myself, yeah. right? So it just feels different. But like it shouldn't. It doesn't change who you are. It's just like a. In terms of making friends with that person, there's like a unconscious bias, right? Yeah, I think so. So then I feel like it's there's an easier connection or a more difficult connection. But for yeah. the most part, I've always been like um, happily surprised, where it's like, oh, this person's just a good person, anyways, right? Like all that shit doesn't yeah, of matter, course. right? Yeah. Um, and then that goes back to like status. Like when you try to like make friends with anyone with a higher status, it feels kind of weird. So like, if I try to like befriend my boss a bit more it feels a little different than if i'm trying to befriend my colleagues oh for sure right so like if i were to talk to like a professor or something that's a lot different and it's not even like like a professor or a doctor or anything with like a higher status in society it feels mm -hmm. like it feels for me it's a harder to become friends like with them a bit more um because one i feel like i don't want them to think that I want Kissing to use ass. their yeah. I don't want to use their status, but at the same time, I'm also very weird because I don't know what to like. What's appropriate for them? Like, are they yeah. in such a professional setting where some of the stuff I say is completely in, inappropriate? Right. So it feels like, in terms of like choosing friends, we have the age gap. I'm talking about a little bit about like minorities and stuff, and then the status thing is kind of weird. It's like I don't know how to 
really like if I knew them before they became something of uh, status. So you know like, them for them. Yeah, yeah. Instead then, of the fact, the like qualities that you have known them for on paper. Yeah. So I guess that's why I went back to like me asking like, what happens if your friend got famous? That's one thing. But what happens you like met someone that's famous? Like, dude, how would that even work? Like, I feel like that's so hard for them to make friends. That's true. I feel like if you meet someone and the stuff that they have on paper is very different from you, then it would be very hard to connect at first. Yeah. But if you met them for, I guess, more so with them, then it's a lot more easier because it's like you can have friends that are very different from you, very different backgrounds, very different upbringings, very different opinions, but you guys can still click because you know them for them and not what's on paper. Yeah. It's like, I guess here's a cool way I just thought of how to put it. It's like if you have a VP of a company, a vice president, that's like a very prestigious status. But you didn't know their VP. You met them at like some random class and you got to be friends with them. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like that's a more like natural one. But then if you met them at like a networking event or you met them in any other way, it's like yeah. so hard to become friends with them because they're yeah. like, are you using me for, you know, some type of benefit or whatever, right? Yeah, it's like crazy, crazy Asian. Crazy rich Asian? Yeah, crazy yeah. rich Asians. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, so the, the other thing that that leads into in my mind is like the one thing I really want to always find was like a mentor and i feel like that's always been hard because i feel like i try to befriend these people because like you kind of need a mentor with uh like that's older than you and has a bit more status so like the reason they're your mentor is probably they're your role model too right like you want to become them so that's why you want to ask them hey what's the cheat codes to becoming you right but then uh it's kind of weird because how do i do that without it's almost like i want to take advantage of them but not in like a very malicious way Mm-hmm. I want to take advantage of them as in like you already know shit and I think you're a good person and you're probably more more than willing to share your like insight to life to other people and I, I want that but like how do I do that without pretending to be like a snob you know what I mean like pre- without pretending to be like a terrible person like I just want to I want to use you but not in like a malicious way yeah, I feel like you would just, I feel like those things, unless you want to pay for an actual mentor, then it just ha- has to kind of develop naturally. Yeah. And it's really hard to do that, obviously, because obviously the age thing, the status thing, that doesn't come by easily. And you also can't find somebody that's willing to stand around and give you life advice and actually care about how your life turns out. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I also feel like the programs, like there's certain companies or in a certain groups certain communities that like creates programs to try to like help people like get into mentorship and stuff like that but i feel like it's so unnatural that it doesn't get a better result than okay. a natural friendship like it's a natural like friendship a that becomes plan. a mentor yeah, yeah yeah so i don't know like i feel like that's one of the tougher things in my life that i've been trying to look for really making friends yeah yeah because like one i already have a tough time making friends but two like i like I said, it sounds like shit. I want to use you, but not like a, <laughs> like a bad way, right? Because like if, if I were to reverse roles and I had to give someone else advice that was younger than me, I'd be more than happy to. Like I don't even yeah. want payment for it. I don't want anything for it, right? Yeah. So I was like, I guess I have to use that perspective to try to talk to these people. That is true. But also, yeah. I feel like if somebody was willing to do that, then they would kind of show bids. Yeah. That will allow you to, I guess, push that journey or the avenue a little bit further yeah 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 for like meeting new friends and having like different qualitative things for who you can and cannot be friends with like when you mentioned if you talk to someone younger they'll have like slangs that you don't know yeah. and that's so freaking difficult yeah. talking to people and they start 
it's it's almost like they're speaking a whole nother language and they know this entire different like realm of interactions and like social media or like just culture and you just don't relate at all because you just actually don't understand them you feel old yeah you feel so freaking old but also like holy shit i don't know what you're saying and i I can't understand and it's yeah if they're a lot younger then it's kind of also hard to care it's like uh okay this goes back to our discussion last week about the movie arrival so okay i'm gonna a little bit spoiler alert but arrival is about like a language that's created from aliens that lets you transcend time kind of thing it's kind of weird um but it's almost like that because if you were to take that slang and jargon whatever you'd be like you deduce that they're from this time frame in this location of the world and then it's like built in so like if you go back to early 2000s and what slang did they use in North America, you could almost know that, hey, that's only... Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's almost like these slangs and jargons are a way of constructing time, right? Which is kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be really hard. Like, in terms of, like, making friends, it'd be difficult because that's not you, right? Because you're not from that time, whatever I'm trying to say, right? Another quality, I think, is that when you know what they do, like what they their hobbies are, what kind of things they do for fun. Does that make it easier or harder? You think? I think it's a not necessarily easier or harder, but it's a qualifying aspect to whether you want to be friends with them or not. Like for me, if I know somebody is like a hardcore partier, yeah. like like they party all the time, then I'm probably like, eh, I don't really think I should be. What if, they, what if they were a sex worker? I'd be um, very intrigued. I'd want them to yeah. come to the podcast, which is so weird. <laughs> like, I just want to ask them all these weird questions. But then at the same time, is that just like getting information or is that I actually want to be friends I with them? I don't think that would bother me unless they were like like a like a street hooker. Then I would probably be like, I don't really want your lifestyle. Yeah, lifestyle. like if they're doing like some crazy drugs and stuff, that's yeah. a different story. Right? You don't want their life to get involved. It's almost like in a drama where like they get in the wrong crowd and stuff like yeah, that I'm like you, you can avoid that crowd you know it's not hard to avoid that crowd yeah, yeah, yeah exactly you kind of have to like parent yourself a little and yeah know like how much you want to expose yourself to certain things yeah but i i like i'd be very intrigued about their lives i'm, I'm always intrigued about like other people's lives like I, I'll, I'll watch a lot of like a day in the life in, yeah. on youtube and stuff because i'm very intrigued on what people do and stuff yeah like how other people live their lives yeah. or like yeah if somebody is like for being really dramatic or whatever then you kind of want to you might want to be like mm, i don't know yeah my so, life might be a little bit more dramatic with you in my life so would there be any like industry that you think it'd be harder to befriend i think other than like a hitman or like some crazy <laughs> gangster type of thing i don't think anything else would bother me because that would kind of would probably be a little bit hard really i think it'd be so interesting to befriend them like befriend them but Cause I think when people talk about politics, they're usually very like opinionated. And if you're talking to someone that's, I don't know, could you talk to someone that thinks Trump is great and make America great again? And everything that you say, he stereotypically would get kind of offended or be very defensive. Wouldn't um, that be a little bit hard? If they get offended easily, I don't think, like if they work in fast food and they get offended easily, I still won't be friends with them. So actually, huh. it's not because of their political views. It's more so because of their openness to listen to ideas. Yes. But I think if they're pro-Trump, pro all these things that I'm not, but they're willing to like talk and willing to have a conversation and 
say we both enjoy volleyball like i i'd be down to like hang out with them and not hang like i'd be down to like chat with them and be friends with them and like try to get to know who they are because i feel like a lot of people um they it's kind of weird so like we always think like you are kind of what you do what your ideas are but it's we have to separate that sometimes i feel like your ideas doesn't always isn't always who you are and the fact that you can separate your ideas and who you are actually think makes you a better person yeah so i think if that person is willing to just talk for that sake i would definitely want to be friends with them but it's weird too because like people would look at you differently which is weird yeah, but then sure. i wouldn't care either though so it's like whatever right i, I think i think it's for me it's like if somebody was really religious Mm. And they didn't like force their views on me and they're willing to talk about like, oh, yeah, maybe religion doesn't make sense or maybe it doesn't work for you. And that's where I would be okay. But if they were someone that was like, yeah, I think people shouldn't be gay and they're really adamant on that. Or if they were like, um, if they had like a very strong opinion on something that I really don't agree with, I don't think I could be friends with them. Oh, I don't know. Like if they were like, I think incest is correct okay that's just and i'd be like i oh, think that's, that's mental kind of right isn't it? <laughs> or if they're like i think it's okay to like fight people all the time or is, mm. i don't know like something that i'm like uh, yeah i don't agree with that i don't think it can be your friend i i don't completely agree so for example if someone was like anti-gay and stuff but they never like pushed it and they never like did anything like if they're yeah. not argumentative of it, then I'm not like, like if they don't kind of force their views. But if it's yeah. like like if it's like a perspective that kind of changes your opinion on them completely. Yeah. Then I think that would be different. Mm. So I think um, like like if someone was like a, I don't know. Child molester. And oh, they're like, I think molesting children is OK, oh, but they don't force anything on you. I would still be like, yeah, I don't want you yeah okay. something that's, no i yeah that's a really good example i, I didn't think about that one because i what i was thinking even about, if they're really nice yeah because well they're probably nice to kids <laughs> but anyways what, what i was thinking about is like if as long as they're not offended easily i feel like for the most part it'd be okay but then that example kind of just messed up my idea there. yeah because like for me i was like if you don't really get offended and you don't push your ideas on anyone then i think we'll get along because i'm okay with people with different ideas um, but I don't know. I say that now, but obviously a lot of my friends have similar ideas. But like I said, I I, I think I'm a minority in my group of friends already. Yeah. Where I have a bunch of different ideas, so I don't know. Like like imagine if you had a friend that was really racist, but they didn't really force anything on you. They didn't really like. Yeah. Do much, but you could tell like every single time you had like a colored person in the room, they they would like shy off or they would be a little bit more standoffish. I would fucking hate that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That would be very uh, weird. That'd be very weird. If they acted yeah. differently when yeah. that happened. Yeah, I guess I couldn't then. Because I was just trying to think of actual scenarios. But other than that, like, in terms of your actual industry, I don't think that would affect me on... I don't think so. I'm just trying to, like, think of an industry, but I was like, I don't think so. I mean, if you're in Al-Qaeda, that's kind of weird. <laughs> but I'd still want to, like, listen to your views as long as you don't try to murder anyone near me or at me or anything. Uh, like that. I'd yeah. just be like, how is, what's a day in the life of an Al-Qaeda member? Okay, if someone was, like, like an actual, like, gangster, like, they, they, I don't know, they, their lifestyle or their occupation is that they sell and do illegal stuff. And so I, I had... But they're really kind. Yeah, so in high school, I had a lot of friends that were like that. 
um it was weird because like they didn't like they were really nice to me uh mm-hmm. for the for most of them most of them were actually really nice to me because i never like caused any issues i never did anything. i never i just never did like i'm nothing to them right because yeah. They live their life. I live my life, right? Yeah. And they they never bothered me, but they'll always you know, we'll say hi. We'll talk about random stuff about school. Um, but then, yeah, they were like very hardcore into it. And sometimes I want to like ask them about it, but then sometimes like, am I intruding too much? But yeah, I don't know. Like for the most part, I think they were like super nice. But what they did was kind of weird, right? Like, I agree. I definitely have like in high school. I had a lot of friends like that too. But I feel like nowadays with the friends that i have or like at the age that i'm at it can get to like an extremist level yeah like to a level that i don't really want to be involved in so i do have friends that are like kind of not necessarily straight and narrow Mm. but i think i try and like limit myself to how far down that path i go in terms of like people i'm friends with you know what that just made me think of what if you were friends with like a like a spy what you know that they're a spy exactly, though? but like, like, what if you knew them before they they became one? Would you know that they ever became one? I, I don't know, but then it'd also be weird because you don't know what's real and what's not. I've thought about that before. Like, what if you have one friend that one day was like, "Yeah, that's not actually my name." Like, what if right now yeah. you told me, "Yeah, my name's not actually Alvin. I don't actually live in this house." Every yeah. single time you come over, this is just a plot. Yeah. Every single time friends want to come over, I just I have this house. Yeah. always rented and everything you're like I my name is actually like yeah that. my name is actually joe i'm not actually an engineer i'm actually like a spy i'm from freaking guangzhou <laughs> i feel like that would hurt so many people yeah and you're like oh yeah joyce is also plot she's just my sidekick <laughs> that's not actually my mom she's an actress That'd be so weird it would I, it would blow my mind wasn't there a- i'd be like wow this world is fucking crazy yeah yeah, that'd be that'd be totally insane. Because and then if you were like, yeah, I uh, don't actually, we're not actually friends. I have a duty to befriend a certain amount of people. I have to talk to a certain amount of people and interact for a certain amount of hours to make sure my cover doesn't get blown. I'd be like, what the fuck? Dude, I was listening to a podcast on Darknet Diaries, yeah. Dark Web Diaries. And one of the CIA agents were talking about like what he had to do. And sometimes he had to just straight up because... um allegedly CIA agents aren't allowed to like blackmail or do any of that stuff. So when they want information from you, they'll pay you some way, but sometimes it's not that simple. Sometimes they have to straight up go to them and be like, Hey, everything I've told you before was a lie. I'm actually a CIA agent. We're willing to offer, you know, $5,000 a month for this type of information for you to be a, you know, to be, to do this work for us. And then I was like, damn, how hard is that fucking conversation? Like, but like also like how do you lie so easily too because i feel like that's so awkward like for me right. uh, it just feels weird like even like when i was about to like leave my workplace i felt so awkward like lying to my boss and stuff they're like oh yeah you know you're gonna do pretty good next week and so i was like i'm not gonna be here for long bro <laughs> like, even then like in my mind that's what i'm thinking it's like hard yeah, right yeah, you have to like keep up a, f- a facade yeah yeah that's really, yeah. really cool i don't know that'd, that'd be cool though to like be able to talk to one and ask them how their life is and stuff and how difficult it is because like as hard as it is we're imagining to be them like how hard is it for them to never actually have real friends and stuff yeah. wherever they are right right like how how do you draw the line between what's what's your job for being a spy versus like what you actually feel like what if while you're a spy you actually make friends with someone but you're like oh i can't because this is my job yeah I mean, maybe maybe it's not as complicated as we think it is but i feel like it's probably gonna be very difficult this seems very difficult 
Well, if you're a spy out there, uh, let us know if you want to come on the show to talk about random shit. We will, um, I don't know. I don't even know how to muffle people's voice right now, so yeah. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> and we'll probably fuck up the name situation, so. Yeah, well, say your real name out loud and you'll probably get KO'd tomorrow yeah, or within the hour. All right, so it's a bad idea, guys. Never mind. I'll yeah. Learn. Um, you want you know uh, what's uh, one of the most meaningful friendship experiences that you've had or think like friendship experiences that have really impacted you? Uh, okay, here's one uh that I'm very grateful for. So when I broke up with one of my exes, uh, near I think near the end of university, like a couple mm-hmm. years before that, uh, my ex like cheated on me and stuff, right? Yeah, and then. It was such a difficult conversation I had, but I, like I told my best friends about it. I was like, "Dude, this happened. I feel really shitty and shit like that." Yeah. And then, um, I think it was like a little bit after my birthday or something. I actually don't remember. But then, just out of the blue, I think like on a Wednesday or Thursday, they just came over to my house and stuff. And then they just like bought me like a PlayStation and shit, and be like, "Oh, you know, we just got Hi. this for you, you know, so you can hang out and just like you know play some video games and shit and just enjoy." And it was like three of my best friends and i was like fuck like i mean i don't get emotional a lot but it was pretty uh it was i was i was happy i was very very happy that they did that for me but it was like they didn't need to but i very much appreciate that they did that for me uh, from me going through such a rough time and then i've always tried to like help them through the rough time unfortunately they don't have much in terms of like the relationship side one yeah But yeah, that was a very meaningful moment for me because uh, at the time, like I was, you know, pretty low in life, and uh, yeah, I don't know. They just showed me that people still care, kind of thing. That's so nice. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. So that was very, very meaningful for me. Um, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't know what more to say. They were just that. That's why, in my opinion, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll always be there for them. It's like yeah. they technically like they. I didn't give them a formal IOU, but for me, in my mind, that's like IOU for life. Yeah. Yeah. So that was very nice. I think, um, I was trying to think of some ones that happened like a longer period ago, but the ones that stand out more would be the ones that happened more recently. Mm, Yeah. Well, you're going through a rough time. I think that's usually where it happens, right? Yeah. And so like one of the main ones was that like when I was going through my breakup Yeah. and I felt like absolute death. Like, yeah. I'm sure everyone can hear on the podcast the whole transition and everything. But I felt like like dying, honestly. Yeah. My one, Carmen, she was an absolute lifesaver. Like, I crashed at her, her place for like a month. Yeah. And her and, like, aside from just giving me a roof to live under, yeah. her and her boyfriend went, like, above and beyond. Like, they made sure that I, they packed my lunch for me every day because I did not give a shit about eating. Yeah. They bought snacks. They planned dinners for me, even oh, though like so for exactly what I wanted to eat, because they eat like kind of like different food from me. But they always kind of catered to me. Yeah. Bought snacks. Um, on the weekends they would like plan things to do with me, and like they would make like alternate plans. They're like, okay, if you're feeling happier today, we have this and this and this planned yeah. that we can do. But if you're not feeling happier today, you want to stay home, we can do this and this and this. And I have this prepared and this ordered or whatever for if you want to do this. And I felt so freaking loved. Nice. Like so, so, so loved. And they would message me throughout the day like, hey, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Oh, I, I'm ordering this for dinner. Is this okay? Or would you prefer this? 
or like they would make sure my bed was always made i tried to make sure like that the room i was staying in was constantly clean because like obviously i'm staying in their place right but they they would do the laundry and make sure that i had like warm sheets or clean sheets or like sometimes um the pillows or the blankets would be like bloody or whatever and they would make sure they would clean it oh jeez. and then yeah they would always make sure that i was like okay yeah and i was never alone or that if i wanted to be alone i could be alone yeah and then when I, they would like ask me for my schedule what time i'm coming home from work and they'd be like do you want to be home alone or not or if they were out they would be like oh we're busy doing this but if you want to be like if you want us to be home then we'll like change this and this they were so freaking accommodating nice. and i honestly feel like i would not have gone through that period without them like i i would have struggled way harder or i don't know even worse did you um do you have that like guilt feeling and stuff i was so guilty like i obviously you feel so guilty because i was like i am an empty shell of a human being i can't give anything for you guys and you guys yeah. are going above and beyond and all i'm doing is like eating and staying at your place and being taken care of like like a complete baby yeah yeah but they they were like <laughs> like even to jordy i was like please let me know how much all this groceries and everything costs all the food like at the end when i leave like just yeah. give me a number however much you want to charge me for like staying at your place for a month like if you want me to pay rent because i was here for a whole month yeah like whatever the number just send me a number and i'll pay it and then he was just he he was like are you fucking kidding me why do you have to make things so awkward <laughs> he was like let us take care of you we're friends this is what friends do for each other he was like don't 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 ask me this shit again. I'm yeah. going to get offended. I was like, are you serious? Like, it I mean, was very, very meaningful to me. I mean, was that similar to the time when I was telling you like, hey, you know, don't feel guilty. You have to lean on your friends a bit more and shit. And that's yeah. how you have to go through it. Yeah. yeah it's the whole uh, bank account thing. I yeah, right? yeah, definitely yeah. a bank account thing. I, I mean, that's how it is. I feel like it's similar to like my experience. It's like you, you've given them an IOU, not formally, yeah. but it's kind of there now. Right? Yeah. For, for freaking life. Yeah. Yeah. For, for life. For sure. For life. Yeah, and like, yeah. I I mean that's what like those those are the for both of us those were the moments that like created some very everlasting bond. But it was the beginning of that bond already started years in the making, right? Yeah, it for was sure. just that one moment that really like oh man, this is like way over the top. And yeah, like, like I would I would die for you, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like yeah. you you are never leaving my life. I'm never leaving yours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think everyone has that. I feel like uh, I would hope so. It's yeah, a very I'll, powerful I'll, feeling to feel. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I don't know what to say if you never had that, I guess. I, I feel like your life's not that bad then, I guess. Because, <laughs> like, like, it only comes when you're in a rut, right? It doesn't come when you're at the happiest moment of your life. Unfortunately, though, it could also be really one-sided. What do you mean? There's something I've learned recently. So, like, I had a friend before that whenever I would go through shit, we would always, like, just sit in the car and talk for hours. Yeah. And then they would... um go eat dinner afterwards or we just hang out and just talk for hours and then whenever i needed anything or i was in a rut they would be there without me even asking yeah like if i said oh i'm kind of tired today or i haven't eaten yet they would bring me dinner without me even asking or say like or just like check up on me yeah and like over it's not like one big period of time but over like years it was a very consistent thing in my life yeah and i would say like that in itself was very meaningful for me but then i feel like if it's kind of more one way 
if it's one person being really supportive for the other person because one person the other person's not going through as much shit yeah then it feels more like a iou but only on one side and the other person just doesn't really care oh, that much i see what you mean yeah. uh, i mean i mean it just hasn't happened yet maybe possibly possibly right like yeah, I don't know. I actually don't know. Like, cause yeah, maybe it hasn't happened yet. Like, for example, like my friends, I feel like I've always owed them an IOU forever, yeah. um, and nothing much has happened in their life. But anything that does, I'm always there for them and shit. Right? Like, so. it's kind of like imagine if, or I guess I could just say specifically this. Like, this is what I feel like is the dynamic for me with my last breakup. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have like a constant IOU, but then it like doesn't matter anymore because the other person just doesn't give a shit. Oh, for like this occasion, like with you and that person, right? Yeah, that you broke up. Oh, I see, I see. I mean, this IOU thing is like a flawed concept, stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's like, like that's not that's not the intention of it. Like we're not. Yeah, I think it's people don't help like, other people for that, right? Yeah. I mean, unless Bill Gates gave me an IOU, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I'll take that today. <laughs> yes, Check, please. please. <laughs> but uh, in most scenarios, I think it's just I don't know. It's just the presence of being there, right? Yeah, but yeah, like for sure, like what I experienced with Carmen, it was definitely like nice game changer. I'm glad it, to know. It's the thing that kind of when you bet on your friendships and they don't fail you like at all, and yeah. they go like above and beyond in a way that makes you feel so guilty. But then it's like everything that you would give back to that friend. It feels so nice. Yeah, it's also like it's weird because maybe we're both fortunate. Maybe we're both like super fortunate in the world that we have this. But yeah. um, I'd feel bad if someone bet on a friendship and it didn't work out too. Because uh, then that's just like very heartbreaking. mega heartbreaking. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, I don't know. But I guess that's how you like get the people that actually belong in your life to stay in your life. True. Right? I mean, you know, we all watch that series, 13 Reasons, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. One of those ones situations. Yeah, you're my 13th reason why. Fuck. God damn it, guys. But yeah, no, don't, uh, if you guys are in struggle or anything like that, I hope you guys have someone you can uh, reach out to. And if you don't, like I said, I think I've said this before, sometimes it's easier to talk to people you're not close with about certain yeah. things. So, uh, yeah, if you're in the rut, you know, feel free to talk to me <laughs> or Viv or about anything. If you want to come to a podcast and try to be anonymous, you can. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be kind of hard. Sorry, yeah. because of me. I don't think so, but yeah, just uh, yeah. If you guys are in a rut too, just just let let the people know. I think the hardest part is just telling the first person, and then I think so, especially like relationship wise, because it's so awkward. Like, yeah, we broke up because of this, because like they think of one way of how the relationship was, but they don't know uh, how it really was, maybe uh, or something like that. So yeah, I don't know. But if you are in that situation, hey guys, don't forget to reach out. We don't want a thirteen reasons why situation <laughs> at all. For any of my friends, no, not even any of my friends. Like just people I Anyone know. Anyone, yeah, just people I know. It's just, just yeah. Don't. That's just yeah. Yeah, I wish everyone would be able to experience that of having like a really good best friend, like yeah. an unquestionable best friend. It's a very powerful feeling to have. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 game changing. It's, it's definitely like, game changing. Like you, I I feel like if I was without this, and I if I had. Carmen and suddenly Carmen left my life then I would feel a, a huge ass void yeah and then without that then you kind of don't know how rich life and friendships can be yeah I agree 100% agree yeah that's pretty cool yeah that stuff will like transcend like time and 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 distance right like yeah for you sure. across the world and they'll still help you all and that's great yeah. so that's cool 
Anyways, that's our uh, little podcast on friendships. I think we did something kind of similar before, but uh, I think this is cool. We went a yeah. bit in depth, and that's pretty cool. Uh, let us know what you guys' experience are. If you guys have that cool experience too, I actually really want to know because I yeah. think that's like that's like the start of the ship, right? Like, yeah, like how your best friends became best friends. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So it'd be cool if you guys can share with us uh, or you know, like, comment, subscribe. That'd be cool for the show too. Yeah, and turn on your notification bells. Yep, and we'll we'll eventually have some uh, more organized and cool content. But I think we still have some very cool, meaningful conversations we can have. That's the whole goal too. Uh, I think. Hopefully, Viv and I are better at speaking now compared to like half a year ago. Oh my God. Yeah. So, okay, the speech that I had for the wedding, I was like so prepared, so ready. But then like when it was coming up time for me to actually say the speech, I was kind of getting nervous. And I was like, why am I nervous? I'm in a room full of people. I know most of them. Yeah. Like this is not a big deal. But when I was actually up there, like I think I was doing a pretty good job because I wasn't reading off my phone. I memorized most of the speech. Yeah. I was giving eye contact, hand movement, all the shit. I was projecting my voice, wasn't being too fast, but my hands were shaking. Oh, really? And I was like, what the fuck? This is like, like, I, I do a podcast. I've gone to Toastmasters. I know everybody here. I've practiced a speech. I even memorize it. But I was so freaking nervous. My hands were shaking so hard. Maybe we need more um, public speaking practice. Something, something. That'd be cool. I mean, I usually get the sweats. So, like, I just get sweaty. Oh, gross. That's it. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. Especially <laughs> like formal events. It's so weird. But whatever. It is what it is. Like sometimes if I'm speaking to my boss, like a performance review, I start getting sweaty. I'm like, fuck, I hope I say the right thing. <laughs> but like when I'm speaking, it's very like natural and fluid. But yeah. then in my mind, I'm very like, or in my body, my body has like a natural reaction of like, oh, you know, this oh, is shit. a nervous situation. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Hopefully it gets better. Yep. Anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, listen, next week we have some cool shit. I think we're going to do another food one, so that'll be cool. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. See you. See you.